This show is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find the other great shows on the network, head over to the Deluxe Edition Network.com. Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Bev's Video Kingdom podcast, and you are listening to it. <laughs> you have turned it on in your car. Great job. <laughs> Thank you for hitting play. <laughs> this is Nate. I'm hosting this week's episode, which focuses on The Departed. Anyone else here or no? Just Okay, it's just me. Hi, I'm Scotch, and I'm sitting next to Nate. On the podcast that focuses on The Departed. Say the fucking script. Go, Brad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am Brad, and we are doing The Departed for this podcast. But what does it focus on? Uh, focused on the departed. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, hey asshole, what's your name? <laughs> I'm Zach. So we're uh, we're the teacher. We're, we're jumping into the Scorsese. I, I, we call it a classic. I mean, it's it's maybe a modern classic. I think there's some controversy about exactly where it falls in the Scorsese pantheon. There's I think tons more of with, controversy. I, well, okay. Well, I mean, the biggest controversy is the text you sent. Um, actually. Uh, was it a text or actually you actually talked about it on pod it, on the last pod you mentioned oh better that, than good goodfellas for yeah, me yeah you think it's the best for safety so, so, film so i refine I, I have a refinement of that which i will i will unveil okay. here shortly but um after watching it this time and thinking about that take i was like what am i what do i really mean by this um and i so, so i'll just i'll just lay it out here so what i mean i realized is like a goodfellas is a great movie probably a better movie from a sort of like cinephile standpoint and maybe from you know if you're you know, from a certain era voiceover standpoint from voiceover standpoint the departed for me is like by far the most fun scorsese movie so like it's just it's it's really good in some of the same ways but it's just like you just lie, like every scene just moves you along in a way that there's so many characters that you're interested to hear more from see more interactions with it's just it, for me it's the most fun yeah i guess i i, I get that point because like as great as Goodfellas is, I mean, once he gets into the coke, it's like, it's like, do you really like that character? Like, it gets pretty fucking dark, and like, it yeah. gets kind of crazy at the end. And so, like, this is, I mean, it's dark this well, movie too, but it's, it also is kind of fun. When on your requirement, right? You love somebody you can root for, and in right. Goodfellas, like, I'm not sure they're, you know, like, you don't really in the end root. Whereas, like, you know, Bill, William Costigan here, you really right. root for. You kind of, you know, you root for a bunch of people that die. But right. I mean, but you root for some people in sort of a pure way in this one. And in some way, I think that was what makes it more fun or more like up, you know, even though it has a, right. kind of a dark ending. You can root for Mark Wahlberg. Well, see, with, with Goodfellas, though, I don't think you're necessarily supposed to root for anybody. It's just an, a look into organized crime for the good and the bad. It's like you might think, oh, wow, these do, these guys have some fun, but at the end, you, unless you're just a fucked up person, you're not rooting for anybody. Yeah, like, you're supposed to root for the main character. For Henry Hill? Fellas. Henry Hill. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, to, and to, I mean, even when he starts being shitty, he's not like, you know, 
I, I just that's the the point of that is you're supposed to get behind him, right? And one of the reasons that people love that movie is because you start to love the character. You see his like rise and him as a little kid and all that stuff. The same thing with Matt Damon's character. I feel like you kind of see them as a kid and you kind of see him come up and yeah, he's doing bad stuff, but you don't really see Matt Damon's character do any bad stuff except for like make his lady feel bad that he can't get a boner. I mean, besides <laughs> that, like, you know, besides like cooling off absolutely terrible, horrible people that are doing terrible, kind of making things. sure that they're not getting caught for sure. But I'm saying like, it's <laughs> but not... you definitely, you definitely feel for him because yeah. he was caught up in it as a kid. He's exactly. sitting there watching oh, Jack right. Nicholson fucking he gets brought be a in badass. Like six years old. Yeah. And he's like, dude, that guy's cool as shit. He's like throwing money around and buying groceries for me and my family. And it's like, so you kind of start to feel so, his story. So that's funny. Cause I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't, I, that left me very quickly because he, he, they play him. I mean, and maybe to the detriment, but they play him a little bit. Like he's kind of a prick pretty quickly. Like as soon as he's, yeah. a, he's the he's Damon cocky for sure. Cocky, kind of an asshole. Just, he kind of comes off in he a lot of ways. At the, that chick in the hallway, yeah, he like kind yeah. of clowns on like his coworkers pretty freely. Yeah. I think he's fucking great. He, he doesn't like firefighters. Yeah, yeah, doesn't like yeah. the firefighters. Oh all. man, I like well, when, when he makes the, fun of the firefighters. He's like, "Who fucking firefighters getting laid for the first time?" Blah blah. blah. And I'm like, uh, oh, no. "Actually, bro, they're firefighters." <laughs> that, lay, that that line is one of the great ones. He's like, "For like, as though it's the first time in the history yeah. of fire that a firefighters, the <laughs> history of firefighters or pussy." Yeah, <laughs> which, which is a great line. The, the the jealousy of cops with with firefighters it, it seems to be pretty deep. That, right. that the firefighters I think have the. Both the easier job and they kind of get the more heroic. Like kids love them, especially. I, I would say more nowadays than than anything. Especially. Oh yeah, the cops yeah. cops get hit. Oh, we gotta ask Lieutenant Dan about this. Uh, which which firefighters he's most jealous of? <laughs> For sure. Oh yes. Yeah, we need to have that I'll conversation. Text, I'll text him. I bet you he hates a bunch of firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Brad, what's your overall on the Departed? Um, overall, first I'll say that the 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 BVK is sponsored by the. Deluxe edition. Wait, sponsors is not the right word. No, we're a part, we're part of the of. Deluxe Edition Network. We're definitely not sponsored because they've given us no money. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, see, I tried to segue and I fucked it up. So, yeah, we are we are part of the Deluxe Edition Network, the Den, and uh, you can check them out on the socials: Instagram, they have Twitter, they have uh, Facebook, and they are promoting all sorts of great podcasts, including the podcast of the month, which is horsing around which is a, a fun conversation, uh, kind of a barbershop style, talking about all sorts of different topics. You'll find all sorts of interesting things on there. But any podcast that you can think of, you've probably got it on the Deluxe Edition Network. Any, I hate, I hate to be that podcast? guy, Brad, but it's horsing around. I was, I was going to say There's the no same G. thing. No G, bro. <laughs> Did I throw a G in there? You threw a yeah. G that's not there. It was a hard G. What's up, G? <laughs> oh, <shit>. um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm from Oakdale. I'm not supposed to say like that. It's horsing. Well, check out the educated guy with the hard G's. <laughs> uh, you can also find him at, at www.deluxeeditionnetwork.com, and it gives a good summary of all the shows and links to the pod. So check that out. It's awesome. Brad, what did you think? Had you wait, see- wait, real quick, I do want to say that we were talking about acronyms last week, and the one that we could not think of was people say ATM machine all the time. Oh, yeah. Yes. As far as yeah, yeah. acronym. Because I, I always want to say Deluxe Edition Network, but that, that's, uh, that would be repeating myself. So ATM machine, it's an automatic teller machine machine uh something else i wanted to bring up real quick we forgot to bring this up before was uh we were guests on another one of the the podcasts that are on the network which is the real drunks and um they were nice enough to have me on the show uh, a couple uh a few weeks ago now i did the frighteners 
and um, had a great time with Matt Marlowe. We drank a lot. I had some whiskey. He had some Irish whiskey, and, and it was really super fun. And then Brad got to be on the show as well. Yeah, I was on. Oh, we talked about The Crow, and we talked about our, our favorite movie soundtracks all the time. That was with me, uh, Matt Marlowe, and, and Jake Stevens, who was also the last call taproom manager. What was the deal with that? They, they, they fucking, they, he just picked up a gun that, that had a bullet in it, or someone shot him with the gun? Or how did that, how did, how did Brandon no, yeah, die he, on the he Crow? Was, he was shot at, and it's actually a scene where they're basically like assassinating him, like in, in this hotel room, and uh, the gun was loaded improperly, and yeah, it was, it was a period. blank, and like the... I guess the stuffing in the of the blank, if it's not put in properly, can actually like project out. Yes, and... stuff still comes out. So it wasn't yeah. just a loaded gun. It was like actually like a malfunction of the. Right. I believe oh, so. Yeah, really, and just hit him right in the chest, yeah. and and he died a little bit later. Now is that the same when Alec Baldwin capped somebody? No, the that was a bullet. I believe there's yeah. a live round. Oh my yeah. god! And dude. I think that yeah, I, I read the story that's about so how that insane, happens, and, and I don't I don't remember why, but it's yeah, that's that stuff. that brought up. We talked about that. That it brought up a lot of yeah. memories uh, when that when that happened on the rest set. People yeah. have to go to jail, right? Like, I mean. I, I mean, maybe probably I think manslaughter. I, probably yeah. after the crow, it it de it definitely put a lot of new safety standards into the the handling of weapons in in movies. But it worked but, great on Rust. Well, I mean, yeah. That was I mean, that was many many years later, quite a few years later. <laughs> There's been a lot of gunfights in movies since then. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> the I guess the law of averages is yeah, doing pretty good. This is the plane crash of of, uh, of you know. Of movie accidents, right? Like, but the, the Brandon Lee mythology went down, of course, because his his dad died in, in suspicious circumstances. Right. So it was like there was always this talk about, oh, did somehow the um, the triads or whoever got involved as Brad well. Brad Pitt did it. I heard. Yeah, yeah. Fucked so, up his dad and Brandon. Anyway, anyway, we just wanted to give a shout out to the Real Drunks for having us on. It was it was great. A couple different uh, episodes. So check out the Real Drunks. R E E L Drunks. As in real, as in movies. They and talk they about movies and they talk about drinking. And, and they have some yeah. merch and some cool so uh, sweaters on their socials. Yeah. So if so. you want some some Real Drunks merch, you can check that out. Okay. So you had seen it before, Scott, right? You had you'd seen it once. The Departed? Yeah. Yeah. So I it was quite a few years ago. I didn't see it when it first came out. And I remember hearing, I mean, everybody's talking about it. Obviously, it's an Oscar-winning movie. And what year did it come out, Scotty? Oh, uh, I didn't write that did down. That? I gave you no I, info I missed about the. It. I wrote down a bunch of shit, and I didn't write that down. Hey, and what, what what year did it come out? Two thousand six. Yeah, there you go. Right. So and then, so I was I was dating someone, and I remember her saying, "This is my all time favorite movie." I'm like, oh, "Shit, okay, cool." She's like, "Dude, we have to watch this." I'm like, "Great, okay, let's check it out." And we just started dating. I can't wait to hear what this means to Scott Beck when okay. a girl tells him that The Departed is <laughs> her favorite movie. So, I can't wait. So what, what's, what's weird is, so we sit down, we're starting to watch it. We're on the couch and we're just, it's going. And the girl that I dated before her, it was a breakup that kind of, it, it kind of fucked me up a little bit. And, I, you know, it was kind of a bad breakup. And as we're watching this, the uh, Vera Famiglia Farmiga, Farmiga kind of looks like the ex that I was dating before this girl. Okay. Good for you. I Exactly. And as I'm watching this, all of a sudden, I, just, I can't think of nothing else but the last girl I dated as I'm watching oh. this new girl on the couch. So I hope you told her. I didn't. Oh, I didn't tell her. Why was I, why would I tell her? <laughs> <Just> kidding, <dude. laughs> I'm I'm stupid, but I'm not that stupid. And, so the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm kind of not thinking about the movie. 
And I swear to God, I didn't remember a single thing about this movie. Oh, wow. When I started watching it. And afterwards she was like, so what did you think about the movie? What about the... (laughs) What about the really complex dynamics of the relationship between... Right. And you're like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty much all I could say. Okay. That ended that relationship. Yeah. Um, it didn't last much longer after that. Anyway, for other reasons. Mostly me. Um, so I watched... <laughs> Biggest it. reason was me. <laughs> so the the best... I love being on this podcast and it's it's so fun. But what sucks is, I again, I forgot everything about this movie... But recently, we did a Matt Damon draft, Oh! and as I was researching, I watched the, the scenes towards the end. Oh, and so you spoiled yourself. I spoiled myself, mm. which sucked, because as I'm watching, I'm going, oh, cool, I know he dies. It's a very Scott I know he thing dies. to do. Right. And I did enjoy it. I, I fucking, I, Jack Nicholson was amazing. He had so many awesome scenes, and I loved the acting. I really enjoyed the movie. But it lost that edge of all the cool little twists. The and reveals, yeah. The yeah, reveals, yeah. and 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 as as I was watching, I was like, "Fuck, I think this would be a lot better in a different situation." So I enjoyed it. I it was fun, but I didn't love 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 it. I can think of. I love watching Casino. I love watching, you know, Goodfellas a lot more than I don't think I would want to watch this again. So it's so yeah. I, I so interestingly, and I think there's sort of some of this inherent in the in the the way it was received departed wins best picture and scorsese wins for director and doesn't neither of those things occurs for goodfellas it's it's the only win right yeah and i think and i think like in some ways that has created some more polarization because people feel a little bit like that was the wrong movie for him to win for i think some you know people that really love goodfellas which it's easy to do people call it a makeup win for sure exactly yeah so so they they even brought out i think it was like like spielberg and uh it might have been even coppola or something they were up on stage to give him the award for the best director so it was like kind of like hey welcome it was was a career it was a career achievement do you guys happen to know um what goodfellas lost to I don't recall, but it, but I it is t- discussed as like one of the best years of right. best picture. Nominee. Yeah, so, some of those years you're it's like you're reading off the list and you're like, holy shit! Well, who are you gonna pick? Somebody's got to win. But so then some there's these one years where oh, Forrest Gump won, and you're like, yeah. Now you look back and, and you're, you're like, like really? that makes sense because Forrest Gump's amazing. That's what you're gonna say, right, Scott? Best picture was <laughs> uh, you know what? This one's not even that great. It was Goodfellas, Godfather Part Three. Ghost, Awakenings, and Dances with Wolves. Oh, sorry. Dances with, I, wolves. I Dances with wolves. I take it back. This was one of the years where there was the biggest travesty. Yeah, they're like, That's, get the yeah. fucking yeah. Dances with Wolves sappy piece of shit well, out of first, here. First of all, I like Godfather, 3, Godfather 3 yeah, was I up for that. the award. Yeah, Godfather that's 3. That's yeah, pretty that, amazing. That's crazy. It was mainly Sofia Coppola's uh, <laughs> performance. Yeah, this was the, 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 the Dance with Wolves year because uh, Costner got director and they won Best Picture. Wow. So, so also note, Departed, kind of crazy, estimated $90 million budget, and it absolutely made its money back and some. Uh, domestic, $132 million, worldwide, $291 million. That's just the yeah. That's just the box office. So, so, so for me, this movie is like one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I love this movie. I don't think saying that this is better than Goodfellas is a stretch by any means. Yeah. For me, I think I like the soundtrack better. I like the scope of Goodfellas. It's kind of a, you know, this is, this is a, a kind of a condensed version of Goodfellas. Yeah. 
uh, everything takes place in the same place. You know what I mean? They didn't spend a bunch of money traveling around or on big sets or anything like that, right? right. I mean, and when you said that, that kind of, I, I don't think it was necessarily a career achievement because watching this this film, there is so much I like about it as far as the style, the way it was yeah. directed, like. Um, I, I was talking about like the, there's like the tunneling effect. Every once in a while, he kind of uses this little like spotlight tunneling, tunneling effect that was kind of neat. And the say tunneling one more time. Tunneling. Thank you. Tunneling. Tunneling. Oh, damn. God. He beat you by like point three seconds. <laughs> um, but right. yeah, no, I just I thought the directing wise, I think it's uh, it's almost close to a masterpiece. Like yeah. it's just it's got this amazing pacing. I'll talk about later, but it just. Fuck, it's a good movie. Yeah, and again, I I, li- I really like the movie. I just wish the fucking I, I hadn't spoiled it for myself, um, and I wish I remembered it the first time around. Um, because, hey, but the I, thing is, I, when I think back, I think font more fondly about Casino and Goodfellas for some reason, I, cause probably because I watched them from start to finish without spoilers and enjoyed them. I'll say that you just kind of reminded me of, in college I watched the movie The Rock, and I know everybody was like at the time a big, huge fan of The Rock, and... I watched it in college, but I don't remember it for reasons I, I cannot disclose. But I need to rewatch that one. <laughs> so you yeah. just you just reminded I, me. I, that I love I need how to you just you compared The Rock to Goodfellas. Yeah. And <laughs> the so, so I remember when I went Six to see The Skulls in the theater, and I can't disclose what happened. But I didn't watch any of it, <laughs> and uh, I just really Wait, the think ro- that the Rock isn't considered Casey a pretty. From a like needs a- I think The Rock is considered like a, a great bad movie. A yeah. great action, oh, silly, because it's Michael Bay or whatever. So, so had you seen it before, Brad? Then yes, yes, and multiples or just like a once or twice. This was the second time I'd watched. it. Oh, okay. So both of you, this was second time, and you really yeah. liked it. I, I think th- what I was going to say is that this is, I think, one of my favorite, like all time top. The second watch is maybe better than the first watch movie because I you kind of it's it, it gets more coherent when you first watch it. You get the twist, but there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. And the second time you see all these things come together, and yep. and it and it really makes a whole lot of sense. And it's just you can just focus on the acting, and you just kind of like, oh wow, this is badass. So, and that's what's weird is because like as a, as a, a quote unquote second watch, it was almost a like a hybrid because I was remembering. I was like, I don't remember this scene at all. I don't remember this scene at all. But I knew the reveal, so now I can go back and watch it again, right. maybe, and appreciate everything now that I've seen it all and, and remember it all. But there is one big thing that 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 hurt me today in my research is finding out that one Scorsese says he didn't know he was getting into a remake of a of a Hong Kong film, and when you read the the plot description of the Hong Kong film that this was based on, it's like just about an exact replica. Well, Frank Costello is a real guy, right? Or no, it's Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger's the, is the... But that's who he's based on. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, I think very loosely. But none of it is real because Whitey Bulger but, got caught in like fucking... This, right? this movie is, is straight up a, a copy of a Hong Kong And film. it won an Oscar for Best Writing Adapted Screenplay, too. Right. And but, it was it was a Dean Koontz novel first. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just... And Michael Crichton, I think. Yeah, yeah. But Jurassic. like, yeah, no, it's it's completely based on this movie, Infernal Affairs. It's a Hong Kong film, and like, it, I just go to the Wikipedia, check out Infernal Affairs, and it's a exact replica. So they they didn't really change a damn thing. And no, you're yeah. saying like exact, like you just said that like they go to the theater and he follows them out of the theater. Yeah, and like everything yeah, happens exactly the same. It's straight up. But I mean. I guess they probably. I think they paid the the rights for it. It wasn't like they just bid it and said "fuck you, Hong Kong." <laughs> so this is like, again, like this is stuff I don't want to know. Like it's like high I, tension. I guess I, so that that yeah. just doesn't bother me at all. Like I my I'm I don't care. Right? You know, there's so many things that are remade. Some of them, 
really the good. The only person terrible. who who didn't watch the movie was uh, Vera Formiga because she she is a composite of two women in the other movie, and she's the only one who didn't watch the other one because she was like, I think that would have fucked up in my head if like I'm trying to play both of these women. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. that's good. So yeah, and I mean, I said earlier, I I love this movie. I don't think it's uh, hyperbole to say it's uh, Scorsese's best movie. I really dig it, and I've watched it a lot. Uh, it's been on streaming for a while, and it's kind of, kind of a comfort movie for me. I'll put it on while I'm while I'm installing a dishwasher, like I like I did today, <laughs> or uh, or you know cleaning up at the house or whatever. Um, especially the first hour, hour and a half, it moves to me. It's yeah. just hit after hit after hit. Yeah. I love the fucking meeting the character when he's a kid and the kind of like not really even a montage but just like you've got the cool music going in the background you kind of see both these kids grow up and it's just it's super cool to me i love uh both the characters you've got you got matt damon and and leo dicaprio like kind of at the like height of their like good lookingness and they're like in super good shape and just fucking being just absolute savages they're both really good at what they do it's fucking awesome i love it and I and I love and I love Mark Wahlberg and fucking hate uh, uh, Baldwin's character, but I think he's awesome. I think he's really good at what he does, yeah. but he's he's a douche. Um, fucking uh, Wahlberg's just the best. That's that's the best Wahlberg. A lot of, lot of coworkers punching each other. <laughs> there was a lot of fistfights so, in so the office. So, I mean, this gets a, a, a something we haven't. I think kind of haven't said yet. That is now the elephant in the room. The cast here. I mean, we've talked all about the director. It's one of those where you almost can't miss. I mean, the, the, the cast is incredible, right? I mean, yeah, Mar- yeah. Mark Wahlberg, Leo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Martin Sheen. I mean, I think Mark Wahlberg. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, he takes a big backseat to, to, to Leo and, and, and fucking uh, Matt Damon, right? There. I think yeah. so, too. But, I mean, but that's what my point, right? Like, he, he's a pretty, like, he's in a lot of scenes. He's really funny and different. Like, he's it's correct. a very different character. And... I mean, he heads up a lot of movies, right? And we did Boogie Nights, and, and he's, it's a great role. He does; he's, he's in a lot of stuff. He takes a back seat, though. Also, later in the movie, and in in that's maybe my biggest problem with the movie is just that when he takes his back seat towards the end, it's like, where does he fucking go? Like, he just bounced out for two weeks. Like, did he go to like he got Hawaii? suspended? Well, yeah, and and how did he find out the whole thing? I mean, because did he did Leo tell him about? everything like how did he show up in his apartment at the end like did he just figure it out or was he clued in like all of a sudden he just shows up and kills fucking maybe very formiga yeah i don't know that's that was the one problem i had at the end it's like fucking where how where'd marky mark come from all of a sudden didn't he should have said i just got back from vacation <laughs> i think leo i think leo i think leo and him i think it's assumed maybe sure, yeah but he, he should have had sunglasses on like yeah. a, a big suntan and like, yeah <laughs> Wearing a uh, Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> See, I was thinking there was some like direct tip off where he like sees some, maybe gets some sort of like gets slipped some info from. I didn't see it. Yeah, it, there's there's no like all of a sudden he just appears like oh shit there's Marky Mark I kind of forgot he was in this movie. It's almost like they for, oh shit we got to bring him back in at the end. Right. <laughs> it's not it's not that it's a it's the it's the deal where if he's there all the time you may start to suspect that he's gonna be like you know what I mean like. He was a big character at the beginning. You remember him because he's memorable. And then when they bring him back, you're like, oh, there's the guy. You know what I mean? Mark right. Wahlberg. I liked him. And final difference between the Hong Kong movie is that the, the Matt Damon character in the Hong Kong movie, like it's like basically ends where he's at at uh, Leo's funeral. Like, 
and then it's over. There's no, there's no uh, redemption. He just basically, no yeah, reckoning. He, no, no, he's like he kind of like he he basically like admits that he he fucked up as a person like in his life, but he doesn't get blasted. Still, I like this one better. I mean, everybody's crooked in this movie, and you're talking about like a lot of coworkers punching each other. Like, you, you, any job, people will start punching each other when you lose like fucking eighteen dudes a week. Like, fucking, <laughs> you may die at any moment. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people getting. Capped. And you know, somebody's somebody's responsible for that shit. Yeah. Like, and you're trying to figure out who. And can you imagine like being that like into something and like? I could never imagine being a rat. But you, but no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> cheesy motherfucker but you know what i'm saying you're fucking you're in that you're in that type of thing where people's lives are in the balance and then it like kind of permeates the group that you think that whether you're the bad guys or the good guys it permeates the group that somebody's fucking somebody's gonna try and get you killed because they're yeah. snitching or whatever you know what i mean like that's gotta be so wild so i have a couple questions before we get into drinking with directors and whatnot um just general things that were kind of confusing for me and maybe you guys saw it and i didn't so the um, his act the actor's name is Mark Rolston who was in Shawshank. Yeah, he, he was Boggs. Yeah. Um. So was he a cop? Yes. Or, for yes. Sure? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, because yeah. he told him why didn't why don't why you didn't think... I turn you in? Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. I wasn't yeah. sure because yes. but because then when they say on the news that he was a cop, they say oh and Nicholson Nichols says like, well yeah. they're just saying that trying to rat exactly. him out exactly because okay. that's what somebody says when they're so paranoid that you know right. what I mean okay cool so I, I did kind of get that but I wasn't quite sure I wanted to bring it up to you guys yeah both teams had two people in on each right which brings me to the next thing so why did Matt Damon shoot the other guy Matt Damon's out for Matt Damon bud dude he like, knows he knows Jack's dead he knows yeah, he, he's the, that that means that he's the he'd only be the one last that one that knows him. about him so he's yeah. like if I kill that guy I never have to worry but yeah. he didn't think about Dickman. That's a wrap. Yeah. Right. Yeah, didn't know. Didn't that was know what to dig. That was crazy. That was the one thing that I'd forgotten had happened. And it was like, yeah, oh great, shit, he killed that guy it's too. A great scene yeah. too. When so, yeah. he's like, he's like, I'm gonna wipe this gun off, and then he just fucking knocks Pow. him off. But, yeah. but, him in but the that head. also fucks up the ending a little bit because it's like Matt Damon's smart enough to realize there is one person that knows Leo was a, a real cop. And that guy's still alive. Because and- he knows Leo's the, the yeah, you're right. I don't think he had time though. I mean, it, it was like literally he went back to his apartment and got his ass capped, right? That's the next day. I think much. it was like, hour, like an hour later. Yeah. So the, no, because the funeral happened. So it's at least like I mean they had some time to plan that big state funeral. Blah 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 blah. Like you're right. Maybe it is like a week. I think he was slipping right there. Maybe he maybe he didn't think about Digna. How can he not think about him? He knew he was there. He knew he was the guy running the informants. And then there's one little note that when he gets shot and he falls forward, the groceries are basically like the same shit that Jack Nicholson got him at the very beginning of the movie when he was a little oh, kid. Oh, I didn't catch I that didn't at catch all. That yeah, at it's all. like some loaves of bread and some milk and shit. So. Okay. Uh-huh. so the one more comment I want to make before we jump to the next section. One thing I didn't notice until this watch, maybe because I you know, have, have watched uh, Old Country more recently, but the kills here, you see them. But they're so abrupt and kind of uncelebrated yeah. that they reminded me a little of the fact that, like, all of a sudden in old, No Country for Old Men, like, Llewellyn is just dead. Like, he's shit, you know? So, like, right. it has a little of that, like, and I, I, yeah. I don't, like, part of me likes that, part of me doesn't, you know? It kind of feels, but but it's it's definitely unique in the sense that they just, they don't, there's no ceremony to it. It's like, all of a sudden, yeah. the main character's dead. You Obviously, go, if you're this far in and you haven't realized that we're spoiling the fuck out of this movie... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, holy shit! But yeah, 
Leo, I, I cannot imagine being in the theater watching this and, and Leo getting capped that abruptly would have been yeah, like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember just the first time I watched it, I kind of think I knew that there was a spoiler. Like, no, not me. I watched it fresh. And I was I just was like, like yeah. I, but I, like, I think I knew there was some kind of wild twist because I'd seen this in lists and I don't think I'd ever actually spoiled it. But yeah, that was just like, but there's the already fuck? there's already been like three twists at that point when that happens. You yeah, know what I mean? You don't there's like the main dude the, to die. Like I agree, it was abrupt and it was awesome, and it was makes it even more awesome when immediately afterwards Damon kills the dude that was helping him and right. then gets capped at his house. You know what I mean? Like that shit's fucking. Well, I mean, great. It, was, it was crazy when Martin Sheen died. You know, like he. That's exactly my point. That yeah. was like the second twist. Like right. the f- there's so many twists, right? Like yeah. there's so many. Like oh, this guy's the bad guy. Oh, this guy's the bad guy. Oh, wait a minute. They're just all fucking rats, right? Every single person <laughs> except for fucking rats. Yeah, exactly. Except for Marky Mark. All right. So I think it's time for us to move on. And we are going to drink uh, in the next section with uh, the director as usual. We've got a special guest coming back to us. My buddy Cliff Chamberlain. Ooh. Yes, sir. Actor Cliffy. Cliffy. College roommate and now a professional actor. In fact, he just hustled back uh, from a set to jump on the Zoom with yeah, us. Yeah, was, Nate was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be, like, yeah. doing acting. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. shit, I forgot. He's actually, like, a real He's a real, oh, yeah, he's in, he's in Hollywood right now. And that's he, so he, wild. he was like, I got a scene that's, that's you know, a night scene, so I don't know what my schedule is going to be outside at night. And I'm like, let's, you know, get back as soon as you can, buddy, because BBK's here. I'm just excited because I wasn't on the last time he was on, and yeah. now maybe after we're done, I can call him Cliffy. Uh, yeah, right now, yeah. I can't. Cliff, I like, <laughs> it's Mr. Chamberlain. Cliffy, if you're to listening me. to this, I like to think that like you were going to do real good tonight, but you were just so distracted by the fact that you knew you had to come on BBK tonight that you like just couldn't you deliver could, your lines yeah, correctly. You could, <laughs> All right, so we'll be back next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a drink Hypothesize what directors think Maybe sometimes get a guess Makes us look good Let's drink, laugh, and pretend We know what we're doing Drinking with the director Brought to you by Last Call It's called so this is Drinking with the Director, uh, and it is always brought to you by Last Call Brewing. And we're going to go around the table and talk about what we're drinking, but first I want to point out that sometimes, as the song says, we get a special guest that makes us look good. Yeah, that's right. And today is one of those days. What's up, Cliffy? What's up, bud? I'm with the train going back right on cue. My yeah. favorite part of the BVK podcast, aside from you boys. We, we set that up for you. train. Yeah. We set that up. Oh, we, my God. We had you on exactly the time that the old Santa Fe Express was rolling through. <laughs> um, yes. I, think, I think the train was actually on key with the singing there. Too. It was. It was yeah. pretty crazy. Closed oh, it up. Yeah. Closed it up came nicely. in there. All right. So uh, let's, let's go quickly around and talk drinks. Uh, Brad, what do you got? I've got just freshly canned over at the Last Call Brewery. We've got Citra Bowl. It's a 100% pure Citra hops. It's a hazy pale ale, easy drinking. It's just refreshing. It's delicious. Walter, always making bombs. So go check it out. 
I'm super boring, and I'm drinking the the honeybee from Blaker. Honey Brewing. babies. Honey babies. <laughs> One of these days he'll get it right. <laughs> honey bee, honey baby. Whatever Last week it was honey called. babies, but it was a lager. It's <laughs> fucking, it's fucking delicious, and it's low alcohol content. Blaker from Series. Bla- yeah, Blaker Brewing. Series and uh, Series and uh, and Atwater. During, I'm going down to the ta- tarmac tomorrow night. During I'm podcasts, I'm a, a yeah. more of a volume guy than I am a quality guy. So I just I want to get. <laughs> I wanna Bla- get hey, Blake, like don't again. sleep on Bla- Blaker's honey babies. All right. So uh, recently, I actually did. Uh, we have a, a local place in in Oakdale, um, and what is the name of the uh, the Creekside? Creekside, liquor. thank you. Creekside Liquor. They do this thing where two hundred dollars, you get a grab bag, and you don't know what you're gonna get, but it's gonna be at least two hundred dollars worth of liquor, and it's mostly whiskey. Sometimes they throw in a little bit of tequila. Sometimes there's a little bit of scotch or whatever. And so one of the things I got was larceny. Uh, uh, bourbon, and so that is what I'm drinking. I, I have to know what you think about it because I bought it once and without having trying it, and I was like, "This is the craziest, right. smokiest so, bourbon so that I." It's have smoky ever and seen. it's a little harsh. It's crazy. Yeah, well, it's, it's 92 proof, right. so it's like you need mm. to water it down a little bit. Yeah. And um, and I'm not a bourbon guy. My name is Scotch Beck, not Bourbon Beck. So you're like, well, which you which know. bourbon can I get that really just scotch <laughs> right. called bourbon? Well, if, you're not, if you're not a gritty thief, I mean, should you be drinking larceny? Well, maybe I'm starting to change my <laughs> my image. I'm actually <laughs> thinking bourbon Beck is kind of a dope fucking name. <laughs> I like that. The thing is, I've never <laughs> I've never liked down. bourbon. If that, that there's something about it, I've ne- but I'm starting to like it. So maybe I'm going to be you're bourbon welcome. Beck. So. All right, Cliffy, <laughs> Cliffy, you got a spirit? Yeah, I got. I'm drinking lengthwise hazy Ooh. ale. Who makes that? Uh, lengthwise. <laughs> lengthwise is a brewery. Yeah. It's how I measure. Yeah, lengthwise Brewing Company. It's how I measure my dick. To <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, hazy. The can, yeah. the cans. As opposed, to, cans. as opposed to who measures it, they're width <laughs> I'm all I'm, I'm all girth because I ain't got no length, so I might as well pull out the girth and be somewhat impressive. It's a ratio. It's, gotta, a, it's all a ratio. You guys know how to measure your dick, right? You start at your belly button. <laughs> Go down to your go down to your yeah. knee. Go down and to your knee and then loop it back up. Somewhere gets okay. All right, so Cliffy, I had one of the I had one of the best beers I ever had at the uh, Angel City uh, Brewing Company down here in Los Angeles, a Bridge Builder Hazy IPA. So I'm just trying to recreate that. This one's pretty good, but man, that Angel City Brewing Company was so good. Hey, next time you come up to NorCal and we can go over, we can do the trifecta of Oakdale breweries. Man, we'll we'll have a fun. Oh my we'll gosh, have a, we'll have a terrific day. Me. So, well, while I was here, I'm here working for a little bit, and I was, like, trying to figure out, talking to Nate, if I could come up to be with you guys in person. That would have been my favorite thing, but schedules oh. are so weird, and especially with, like, um, just the way everything works, to, to travel outside of town is difficult and stuff. So, anyways, so, one day. I'll make it happen. So, so you and I go way back. You, you, so you, you were on our our, uh, our Love Act, our, the, the pod that followed Love Actually, which was our, our most memorable romantic gestures draft. A controversial right. one in the Bev's universe. Oh yeah, and uh, so you, you and I, you and I go way back though. You're from Manteca, which is not too far from here and from Oakdale, originally. Yeah. And then we were we were uh, met at a camp and then at, at uh, roommates in college, and now you've gone on to do uh, some great things. So you are now a professional actor, mm-hmm. uh, a a uh, ens- ensemble member at Steppenwolf. Which is pretty big yep. deal, dude. Like Chicago theater legend. Yeah, uh, I I will go ahead and say it. I feel like it's a 
I mean, it's, as humbly as I can say, it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. Like John Malkovich. John, <laughs> John, John Malkovich is an ensemble it's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's true. So, um, so and and now you're you're sort of regularly in uh, in TV and movies, uh, and I think right now, in fact, we stole you from a set of some super secret uh, filming that you can't even tell us about, right? Yeah, I, I had my last date today. I wrapped today. I I don't know. It's. I, I'm, you know, I had to sign an NDA for it that I think I'm over reading. I think anyone would be like, you can tell people you're doing this. And I'd be like, oh, I'm just making sure because I get superstitious about that stuff. And don't I'm tell really us. a rule follower. So and the you- fear of some of doing something wrong and, and, you know, it's always kind of there of like messing something up. Cliff, and then not being allowed to do this anymore. Let's err on the worst nightmare. Let's err on the side of caution, Cliff. We do have tens of listeners, so <laughs> <laughs> there's probably somebody out there that gets you in trouble. Yeah, you sued immediately, <laughs> like like cease and desist immediately. Yeah, um, yeah, just like no, yeah. So, Anyways. so you've so you so you you've uh, you've been on State of Affairs with Catherine Heigl. You've been on Homeland for a season uh, with Claire Danes. Um, the, several things on Netflix uh, and uh, and you've got a bunch of stuff coming. So what what motivated you to, to pick The Departed? Because when you and I were talking and I was like, we want to have you mm. back on. We want to, we want to, you, you should pick something that you like. Here's some movies that we got coming. And, and you were like, The Departed yeah. is definitely a wheelhouse for me. So why? Two, a couple reasons. And one, just as an actor, when I, and especially when I rewatched it too, like I just find myself watching movies for the acting. And I think we talked about this last time with Love Actually as an actor. Like I'm someone who comes in for one episode of TV, or, or I'll have an arc and I'll do maybe, you know, Homeland was 10 episodes or State of Affairs. I was a regular, but most of the time I'm like someone who comes in for a scene or, or, or one episode. And so I, I find like with The Departed, especially when I rewatched it, there are so many people who come in for one scene. And I know as an actor, that's one day of work, half a day of work, who have to come in and work with some big time players who come in and like really knock it out of the park. Uh, I was going to say, you could have been one of those those Providence mobsters that, that Leo kicks the shit out of. And I think you would have. Oh, just, my gosh. You would have knocked it out of <laughs> yeah, the park. But, listen, the guy who. Um, the guy who uh, messes up the uh, the wiretap or the cameras in the uh, yeah. in the sting operation, he's yeah. got the hat on and he's got the right attitude. You know, he's got to have attitude with Alec Baldwin. You know what I mean? He's got to be like, "Hey, it's not my fucking job." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's got to have the courage to like go toe to toe with Alec. There's the guy selling Matt Damon the the um, the apartment who's like, "You live here? Yeah. You, you married?" Yeah. He's like, "No, so you're not." And he makes that joke. He's like, "You know, they got the." refrigerator with an alarm if you have a problem eating it's a joke not a very good one and, and you, like, you, you know what's funny you know what's funny about that one is like i kind of picked that like that one stood out to me for some reason this time and i don't know why but i was like oh that that's kind of you know that guy was kind of funny like that's he's kind of going for it yeah, yeah 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 he's like i'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna make most of, most of my little small scene i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of yeah. eat it up. i think don't you think a cliff like the ultimate guy from this movie that only probably comes in for a day is the guy that is in the very beginning and he's kind of rapping with uh, with Matt Damon, and then he ends up being the guy when the elevator opens that shoots DiCaprio in the face. Yeah, but he's in it through. He's he's, he's got a lot bunch. of. He's got so you think he's more. in it a bunch? Okay, I just don't even notice him in I, the background, right? No, I mean, that's I didn't. I didn't the first time I watched the movie too. That he came out of nowhere, but if, if, upon rewatching it and yep. knowing 
I know that actor too. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, someone yeah. who he's um, Brian Brian Badge Dale. I think is what his name is. Yeah. And I've sort of seen him around in movies. And so when you watch it, he does show up more than you think. Gotcha. Um, and but especially when you watch it, knowing who he turns out to be, right, right, right. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, there he is. Oh, that's what that weird look was. And you know, Matt Damon gets he just gets the job, and he's like, uh, he makes that really funny joke. He's like, hey. If, uh, you know, maybe get a suit or do you like, you know, dressing like you're going to invade Poland? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He's, that, he's talking to him yeah, yeah. and then he gets, the, then he like, then he gets promoted. And he's, so he's, he's in it a bunch. So like yeah. that guy probably was worked for a month. He was probably oh, really? like around for a yeah. month. Yeah. Cause, cause the, they're all different sets. So he'd be around a bunch where uh, some of those other people, like you could tell her one day that the mom, like when Matt Damon goes to oh, yeah. Southie and talks to to the mom, which that which uh, that guy is, he's dead. he's in that scene too. By the way, he's the other detective. There. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah, he he goes well. Welcome welcome to the neighborhood. He's like they do it a lot different around here. Um, but the mom is fucking fantastic, and she's got to be a local Southie because right. she's got the right attitude and like you know that accent is so my and the other reason Nate that I wanted to do this movie is my family is my mom is from Boston, right outside of Boston. She's from the Peabody, which is on the North Shore uh, of Boston. And so, like, something about this movie and the accents and, like, the whole thing about it I love. And and to watch it again, like, there's so many little references um, throughout the movie. And some of them I, I can pick up and knowing, like, Route 128 or the North Shore and double accents and things like that. So now, are, are you a Red Sox fan? No, I grew up a Giants fan. Oh, okay, okay. But now I'm a Cub. But I mean, I, I grew up with the Celtics and the Red Sox kind of in my life, just because my I have a lot of family still there um, who root for them. So I've been to Fenway. Uh, I have like, some great memories of being at Fenway I was, um, as a kid with, with my brother. I was going to merge a little trifecta of Kevin Euclid, former Red Sox. Uh, oh, yeah. Is opening a brewery in Manteca. And I just what? brought together <laughs> what? Euclid, Manteca, and beer all coming wow. together in uh, oh Cliff. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. They have a big league dreams. They have a big uh, baseball facility out there, and uh, they're going to be Oh, that's putting right. A, they do. Okay. They're putting the brewery in next, and it's it's Kevin Euclid's uh, brewery. So, so you, you mentioned uh, accents, and so when you're yeah. watching this movie, are there any that you were like, oh, God, you could do so much better, or like you totally nailed it? Like, who who did the best with their accents, who were most, most authentic, and who just shit the bed? I Well, I would probably, you know, I've heard you guys talk about the rewatchables, right? Like, I, I love the rewatchables, too, and they have, they sort of nailed this, too. I mean, Matt Damon is the best okay. there is, you know? Like, his is so good, and... I think DiCaprio does something really interesting too, where upon first listen, he doesn't sound like he's doing much of it, but I actually think he's playing a little 3d chess because he's really good at accents. So I think he's doing that thing where he's merging the, the two personalities that he has living in Southie and then living on the North shore, um, which is sort of the Northern suburbs. At one point, Mark Wahlberg says like he got kicked out of Deerfield, which is like a, a prep school in Deerfield, which is in, you know, uh, Northern Massachusetts. And so I think he's doing something really interesting. Like Baldwin, I think comes close a couple times, you know, uh, it's some of the small, the, the guy who's like, um, one of the detectives who is trailing, who was asked to trail, uh, Queenan, right. The guy who's like, Captain, what are we doing? I, wh- why are we following Queenan over here? Cap? And he's like, uh, <laughs> that's the guy I think who, who actually does a really good job. Nice. Um, 
you know, so I think, and then some of the smaller characters, I think, I mean, it's so much like, so much of it is in the attitude and the right. sort of sing-songy part of it. I mean, I, my, I always find, like, when I go back with my family, like, there's something about it that is, like, the most mundane question will make you feel like someone's mad at you. Like, uh, you know, if it's like, hey, Nate, I'm making sandwiches over here. Will you want almond or peanut butter? <laughs> like, I didn't even say anything. I, I, peanut butter, I, got I, marshmallow, I got marshmallow fluffer. I got marmalade. What do you want, Nate? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. If I, can, if I can make up your mind over here. Uh, so it's something it's, about like, it's not even that big of a deal, but it really sounds like it's like, you, angry. Are you fucking kidding me? It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. Come on. Pick a sandwich. I, come on. I'm making a sandwich over here, Nate. I mean, well, what I did, kind of peanut butter? You want peanut butter? You want old fashioned? Uh, what do you want me to stir? Or do you want creamy or chunky, Nate? I did, I did mention on, there was a lot of uh, a workplace fist fights. I mean, it just kind of per- portrays this whole Boston yeah. fighting <laughs> Irish type thing going on right. in this in, in all these different yeah. workplaces. So, yeah, I mean, it, Matt, they, you know, Damon does such a good job. He's just, uh, you know, and there's a lot of you know, rewatching it too. There's a lot of you know, languages it's like cheese, Louise, and that's definitely kids that I grew up with who were like, "Oh, you coming over here, Cliff from California?" What do you, you know, this whole like, <laughs> what are you queer? What's it like over there? The, what's it like over there on the West Coast? A lot club? of gay slurs just gonna yeah. be dropped yeah, no, just very freely. What are you doing over there? Oh, I know what you're doing over there in California, Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> you fuck. Don't you fucking lie to me, Cliff. I know what uh, you guys are doing over there in California. It, yeah, it, yeah, I know what you're doing with it. I know what you're doing in them orchards. Yeah. <laughs> I, I met some dudes in Louisiana, and like instantly, one of the first conversations was like, "Oh man, I went to San Francisco one time," and immediately, it's going exactly where you think it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I'm serious. It's like they just they, all my next door neighbor, Mister Mister um, Jim, was like called my brother. And I said every time, "Oh, the California kids," and they just think it's all one big beach, it's like a <laughs> valley, nowhere near. An ocean. So, so Anyways, one that's of the, why I wanted it. One of the debates we were having earlier was uh, whether or not this 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 versus Goodfellas, right? Similar genre, and and this one wins Best Picture, obviously. But I think that like a lot of people see Goodfellas as the the best of Scorsese. So I got two mm-hmm. questions. One, what do you think? Like, which is your preference? And two, since we're drinking with uh, Cliff and the director. What do you think Scorsese mm. thinks? Right, don't, like don't sleep on Casino, man. We're sleeping on Casino a little bit. Like, come on, okay, it's, all right. Yo, you can throw conversation. Out, I, please throw Casino in the in the mix. But I want to know what you think, and I want to know what you think Scorsese would say. Ooh, I mean, I don't like. I've seen Goodfellas, for, uh, of course, and um, I bet he would say Goodfellas, right? Because I think any of his movies that doesn't have De Niro is kind of in its own special category. And I know he and DiCaprio sort of forged a really cool sort of working relationship after that, but there's something about the, so, you know, the synchronicity that he and De Niro have. And, um, so I would probably say Goodfellas, uh, although, you know, every movie, uh, <laughs> give me shelter is going to be in every yeah. <laughs> Scorsese movie that he has. And so there's all these inst- interesting links to it. Um, not a lot, not as many music so, drops as he does in like Casino and in and in Goodfellas. No, and in, in, yeah. in Departed, yeah. and and they definitely no, bring oh, for sure. Dropkick Murphys gets dropped a couple times. A couple, and it's a great yeah. uh, the opening of this. The music in the well, opening oh, yeah. is just phenomenal. Which is like eighteen minutes in, right? I mean, it's yeah. just like yeah. it takes a long when time that title that hits, to kick in. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> pretty rad. No one, no one changes. 
I mean, DiCaprio puts on that goatee and he suddenly looks like a completely different person. Like, you know, he's sitting in the uh, interview with um, Wahlberg and, Sh and uh, Martin Sheen and he's got that super short cropped hair. And then all of a sudden it cuts to him in jail and he's doing those fucking <laughs> dips and he's got the goatee and the hair is like, why wow, he's a completely different person. You're like, how handsome is this fucker? <laughs> <laughs> and what, which, how many different ways can you be handsome? Exactly. <laughs> all I, I, just, I just wanted him to go deeper on those dips. I don't think he was going uh, all the way down. I, was, uh, I, yeah. I it instantly. He needed more out. books, man. He didn't have yeah. books. If you ain't touching your nips, you ain't doing dips. But I don't know about you guys. <laughs> so my answer would probably be Goodfellas, Nate. But I, I'm partial to The Departed because yeah. I don't think I saw Goodfellas in the theater. You know, I was yeah. too young, I think, and so. Departed, I remember definitely being like, oh, I'm old enough to go see this. I'm stoked. Yeah. I love Matt Damon. I love DiCaprio. These are all. And then the joy of being like, holy shit, Mark Wahlberg is knocking this out of the park. Yeah. So, you know, it was fun. Well, is, we, is Casino too long? Do people just, or is it too much of like a Goodfellas copy? Like what's, what's wrong here? I don't think it's a Goodfellas copy. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a slow burn that feels like, I don't I, I think so. I like it, but. Oh, man. I don't it's even think so it's in the conversation. It's got so many of my favorite scenes of, of Scorsese. You, 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 the question should have been posed, Cliff, what is the best Scorsese mm. movie and why is it Gangs of New York? Is it really how the fucking <laughs> wow. question should have been posed? <laughs> oh, that one's so, so far down the wow. list. That's, that's the, like, the elbow drop off the steel cage right there. Like, that's coming deep. <laughs> I love that movie, but not, not everybody does. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Uh, yeah. Uh, so... What else we want to talk to Scorsese? What, what, what do we want to ask Scorsese? What's the what, what's the what's what are we curious about here? I want to ask Cliff. Have you done any stuff with like uh, with like firearms? We were just we were talking about like mm. uh, so, like there's a lot of shooting and all that stuff in this movie. Like what really? I'm curious what goes into like the safety and like all the different things of like having a bunch of guns that are going to be shot at each other on a movie. Yeah, I've done it. Um, the last one I remember doing was like Walker. I did the uh, Walker Texas Ranger reboot. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that's just called Walker. And um, so I definitely had a gun in that and then got shot uh, in that and shot and killed in that. So there were a bunch of guns around. So you had a, yeah, is that your first time with a squib? Like so, you had that the whole. No, I had uh, been I've been shot and killed in many. Killed a lot. The market corner. Killed a lot because the squib the squib's the thing that explodes on the and you know yeah. makes the blood happen. You know. Yeah, so, I actually okay. don't think I I don't think I was squibbed up in that. I got squibbed up in the mob doctor. I got shot and killed in a warehouse, and the guy was all squibbed up in that, and it was weird because like it's all pretend, but. Even when you're wearing squibs, it you it it's like pop pop pop. It it's crazy and feels weird and like so I got shot and I like went down on the ground and everything was all quiet. And there's still there's still smoke around for even from the squibs and from the guns and stuff, even though it's all blanks. But fucking everyone runs over, rushes to me, was like, "You okay? Just stay there for a second. Great job." And the director was like, "That was amazing. Like the blood." went like into the light, like <laughs> like shot into the air. It was such a great shot. And I was like, oh yeah, no problem. As though I knew what I was doing. It was my, the angle of my body and the speed of my... Around. I was like, oh, I knew what exactly. <laughs> that was the same show. I, I, I was like a theater, I'm a theater actor, right? And so I'm used to, I didn't know any of the rules of being on set. Right. I didn't know how, I didn't know what to do. And so, um, 
there's a time on set where you rehearse, the actors rehearse, and then they take out what's called the first team, which is all the like actors in the scene, and they put in second team, which is like the stand-ins who stand there while the uh, the crew like sets up the shot, right? I didn't know the difference between first team, second team. I didn't know any of that stuff. So my job in that in this particular shot was to take a sledgehammer and knock out like the camera in the warehouse. And so what they wanted me to do was they wanted to use the actual camera that they were going to be filming and then have me like knock it out. So that like looked like I was taking out the, um, the camera and they gave me a real sledgehammer, which is fucking heavy. I don't know if you've sworn <laughs> a real sledgehammer lately, but so heavy and they're like yeah just get it like as close to the camera as you can without uh, without actually hitting it without hitting it (laughs) of course don't hit it because it's the real camera it just has to look like i'm knocking out the so i'm like all right well i gotta practice this thing so like during the time when i'm supposed to be gone i'm standing there practicing so like i don't ruin this person's or the crew's camera and someone on there who was doing their job um was like, hey, would you move? We're working over here. Like, <laughs> get out of the way. And I like, you know, shuffled off, thinking like, I'm do- I'm working too. I don't want to mess up your camera. Like, <laughs> I don't want to smash your camera with this fucking hundred pound sledgehammer. They thought you were doing so a weird, weird fucking like, workout. <laughs> yeah, you thought like I was like, just messing around. You do your, cro- you do your CrossFit too, somewhere but... else, bro. <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding me. You're not going to give me a styrofoam sledge. You're going to give me a real sledgehammer. It was terrifying. I did not hit the camera. And apparently my squib work is fantastic. Oh, dude, that's uh, what we've heard. So anyways, but like on Walker, I got, you know, like, you know, I like, I'm not, I've never owned a gun or anything. And so I, most of the time when I get like a gun in my hands, as soon as I can kind of get rid of it. And that's usually like the protocol, right? That you yell cut and someone boom is right there. Every, you know, like accidents and stuff, they're awful. Like, you know, speaking of the departed with Alec Baldwin and stuff, yeah, like right. those stories are, are, I, it's hard to believe it can even happen because of how much times that I've been on sets, how like intensely, safe everybody wants it to be always showing you hey look at this there's no bullets in there they show you like everyone goes through every single take right even if you you like gave it to them and seconds later they give it back to you you go through the whole thing again so that's wild um Mm. but they're i mean they're like most of the time like every once in a while you'll you'll work with like a plastic you know or or like a almost like a rubber gun if it's like a long shot but if it's a close shot like they're handing you a real gun that has been turned into uh blanks right and so right. it's the weight of it you can feel how powerful it is and how much like reverence you need to give it so i for sure i'm like taking this thing super seriously and not messing around now how do they do um, like earplugs i mean do they just do they put deep earplugs so you, you don't... can wear them if you want you can wear them if you want. Um, I mean, it's never quite as loud as, you know, I think like a real gun is, okay. but you know, a lot of people will, will wear them and sometimes like, I think I've worn them on different times, especially if it's going to be something super close, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, obviously you can't ruin shots by like having earplug in your ear. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, they just sort of, they watch for that, I think. And, and, and so very, very, I mean, I don't know if this, I've, it's ever been this way where a gun is been shot anywhere in super close vicinity right to like someone's head but definitely earplugs are handing out it's, yeah. yeah 
That's crazy, man. I, I just, it's so interesting to me, like the behind the scenes, different stuff that, you know, I take for, so for granted watching, you know, TV and movies and all that stuff. And there's just this whole world of shit going on in the background that you don't even think about. Well, and Cliff, I'll say, yeah. I, I, I'm not somebody who should give anybody acting lessons, but if you do need some, <laughs> some acting death lessons, just search on YouTube, hilarious Turkish death scene. And you'll see some oh. great, uh, just exactly how you're supposed to react <laughs> when you get shot multiple yeah, times. Give your, give yourself t- <laughs> 20 minutes to watch the it's, guy no, die. It's, 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 it's like, death scene. Yes, please YouTube that Break later that and then and let Nate know uh, your reaction <laughs> so to good. that. Uh, so you're in, L- right, you're, cool. in L- you're in L.A. on, you're done today. You're the, you, was, this was it. Yeah, I finished a wrap tonight. So, so what's the next, what, what, what's the, what's the next thing we're going to see you in that, that you can tell us about? Ooh, um, or what can we go back and think, watch that has come this. out we recently? We can go back. I did. Would, how how many of you have kids? I do. Three of four. Three of four. So no comment. I did this. Yeah, Scotch doesn't know <laughs> his kids. Yeah, I was just gonna say Scotch may have dozens of kids. He has. He just it's hard to say. I've With tried a man a like lot. Scotch back and a beard like that. Come on, you got. <laughs> I mean, he was a rock star least, for a while. Um, <laughs> No, I, I did a, a thing called Paper Girls, which yeah. came out on uh, on Amazon a few months ago. And that was fun because it's the first thing I've got to watch with my kids oh, that they awesome. could watch. It centers on like it's based on a, a graphic novel. It centers on four 12 year old paper girls. It's got pretty it's set in like the 80s. Right. They start out in the 80s and then it's this whole time travel uh, war thing and super intense language in it. Like, you know, we remember from the eighties and stuff, like people were dropping F bombs all the time. And I'm, I'm sure kids are now. Anyways, my, my older daughter is oldest daughter is only in sixth grade. So she's not quite there. She's starting to like, I hear her say like, God damn it. And, I, and I'm like, I really watch it. But that's, I, that's my go-to. Like, God, God damn. So, so my, like, my daughter's, um, my daughter's 12, seventh grade. She would, she would dig this show. I think so. Yeah, I think okay. so, for sure. I mean, it's good. It's really good. The four girls are really, really good. Um, and I play one of their older brothers. And um, it's like, it's cool. Sometimes you do a, sh- a show and you have no idea what it's going to turn out to be and uh, or how your part will fit in. And and other times, like this one, like ev- everything's sort of aligned to where like m- my storyline with uh, her name, Sophia, the actress who played a character named Mac, like our storyline just turns out really well and cool. And they gave it a lot of, uh, a lot of good heart to it. So it's, I would totally recommend it. It's really good. So if I didn't really know, so if that I, one's out right now. If I didn't know that you, uh, you and Nate are obviously the same age or, or same age-ish, I would assume you're a little bit younger. Like you have a very young face. Now, Sorry, what, what, what are you trying? What kind of passive aggressive bullshit is this? <laughs> My point is that in the movie Swingers, Vince Vaughn tells a great story about trying out for a role when he's like, "Oh yeah," and and it's God, the, so the role of brother. Yes, it's the brother, and yeah. he he that that monologue is so beautiful and I'm wonderful. Really, really trying for the role of brother, <laughs> and, and she's crying too. But I don't know if it's because and, and she has her own little problem. The camera guy, and then the camera guy is crying. Crying. <laughs> so, ha- have you had one of those types of moments where it's like you 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 went out for a role and you found out? Wait a sec, I'm actually not even age appropriate for this, or is, or is it usually pretty clear yeah. before you get there? No, I've had the opposite though of Vince Vaughn. I've, I've been like, 
Um, this part's for like a 57 year old divorced <laughs> father of two. I'm fucking 35. What am I doing? <laughs> so I've been playing older characters for. I mean, I'm like just coming into my age range now. I'm 43. And I've been playing 43-year-olds since I was 30. So yeah. it's like, okay, now I'm actually the right age. A lot of people... <laughs> That's just the really fucked up Hollywood ratio, the world. And you know what? Yeah, what? like the Vince Vaughns of the world can play younger because, you know... Um, but me, I've... Like, when I was in my late 20s, I was, I was like the... You know, in a play with all my friends, we were all the same age, I was playing the teacher, right? And so... You know, that's just the way it's always been. Well, the last reading I did was for a 33-year-old, so why don't you eat it, Brad? <laughs> Speaking <All right>. of, <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's my next question. Is, that's did, the segue. Did this guy, Nate, did he help you get a role? Because I was actually present while he was reading lines with you, and oh. I think there was Russian being spoken and all sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff, yeah. and Nate told I didn't know if this actually worked. Nate told us a bunch of shit about how he, he, like you only got this role because of him, <laughs> and it was like this big whole thing. I, I mean, that's facts. That's just facts. Actually, what I was wondering was whether there was any chance that he'd, because you had to, you've recorded it. It was like over Zoom. Yeah, it was an audition. And you recorded it, and I was like. I mean, outside chance, they, they go, hey, who are you reading with? <laughs> who is that, that guy, guy in the background? <laughs> you know? Yeah, with this amazing voice. Like, <laughs> well, like, who is the Russian in this? Oh, well, well, what's funny is like, you know, I'm so like I get the call, I get the call for the text from Cliff. And it's, you know, you know, eight o'clock in the morning or something our time. And so, you know, he's like, hey, you know, I just wonder if you do me a favor. Would you do read some lines? And I'm like. It's my big break. Yeah. You know, like, this, this is my this is my chance, right? So I'm, you know, I'm a little hungover and I'm I'm, you know, I get up though and I like he sends me the stuff and so I'm I mean, I get my computer out and I'm starting to like practice the lines and I'm like, okay. Yeah, like, you were like, you hey, know, can you but... send me the sides like three hours early? So I can stuff? <laughs> like, yeah, sure. And so now I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, she's Russian, but what's her like, what's her backstory? You know, I'm really, I'm yeah. so, I'm working on my accent. I literally, I no, no joke. I started Googling. <laughs> I, I, I Googled a bunch of YouTube videos of people speaking with a Russian accent. Right. And I'm starting to mimic the Russian accent. So I've got all this planned and, and we get on and Cliff's like, I, I start, we read it one time through and I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, the bomb, the bomb is, is about to go off. You know, I'm doing this terrible accent and Cliff's like, yeah, maybe you just, can you just read it straight up? <laughs> no voices. And I'm like, what? I'm like, this is, uh, so I still, oh, I, I'll say I, I dropped the accents, but I still read it with a lot of, a lot of commitment to the role. Well, yeah. Actually, the three roles that I was reading, all yeah. Of them. Yeah. yeah, no, you were fantastic. That's the hard thing. You you had to read multiple roles. That's right. It's it's hard. <laughs> pretty pretty uh, awesome. Look, yeah. if you ever get a I chance, I didn't get that part. <laughs> oh, oh, no. See, that's what I was getting. But, uh, but yeah. you know, did they? You know, but that has nothing to do with Nate. <laughs> actually, though, that did. I did. I know for sure. Like, because you know, some of those times you the way you upload them is you know, different ways sometimes through like you know we transfer or whatever but or sometimes i'll just do it through vimeo and like make it a private link but sometimes through vimeo like you can see how many views you get 
That one got some views. So that got that one got some traction. The, the, so those were all Nate, Cliff. Those those were all Nate. <laughs> oh yeah. Every single one of those views was Nate Him pulling it up. It. And he it's was so, like, "Look yeah. at this. Look at me acting." Nothing. Yeah, no, they I, just they actually did. They actually turned off the the video and just listened I, to I, you. I, I sent that out to about a dozen uh, a dozen agents trying to get myself uh, some work. And we, so we, far, no calls. But we definitely listened to it on the way home. <laughs> Of our drive, uh-huh. he's like, he's like, let's see how we did, dude. Uh, yeah, it's... he he was talking about you, no, but then I, he was actually wanting me to hear his accent. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm well, not it's so it was... it was really helpful because <laughs> you had to sit there with me. I mean, I think I like a lot of times, like, you know, I I, I have to like either start over, or stop, and start over. If uh, you know, if you mess up a, a the way self tapes work, it's if you get three pages into a four page scene and then sort of mess something up, it's really hard to. To not be like fucking hey, like you gotta start again. It, whereas like in a live audition, those mistakes were my edge. Like getting into a live room and messing something up where something is really, really happening was when I actually knew what I was doing. Like in someone coming from live theater. But with self tapes, like it has to be perfect or you don't even really send it. Like Which is why so I, I felt I kept bad st- for Nate a couple times. Well, that's why I kept stopping and being like, No, nah, I gotta do that again. This is the thing. <laughs> What was fun is that we were like, like, take 17. <laughs> They're never going to pick us, Cliff. They're never going to pick right us. Here, Cliff. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Cliff, come on. What's your motivation? I, need more from you. I, need I don't believe yeah. you at all. Yeah. What is your motivation? The, where are you coming from? What do you want? What's the? And where are you leaving? There got to be more hurt okay. behind those eyes. There's pain behind those eyes. Um, yeah. And, and what was really great is we were, Brad and I were visiting Lieutenant Dan. And if you remember from Wait, our trip. That's it. Do that. <laughs> we were uh and so as you'll remember from our training day episode I, I sometimes i play half a cop and that day i got to be half a cop and then right into half an actor so it was like a fuck it was yeah. a fucking yeah. great day dude you're you're half of a, of, jobs. half of a lot of great jobs <laughs> oh, man. If it, well i'll tell you if you ever need if you ever get a chance to need to prepare for something with arnold schwarzenegger i do a great schwarzenegger <laughs> I'd be happy yeah. to, to work with you, buddy. So just <laughs> let me know anytime. And by great, oh. he means <laughs> the worst. Really great. Fantastic. Uh, stop it. Well, almost, wife, stop whining. Almost as good as my Russian. <laughs> my wife is, you know, my wife is usually my go-to. Her and my buddy Chris are uh, go-to sort of readers for me. And so they, my wife runs her own business. She's like, I have to like get on her schedule. She'd be like, I can fit you in at 11 o'clock. And do your <laughs> so this day I was like, Oh my God, all my sort of like the, the people that I, but going to you, Nate was so awesome and you were so good and helpful and I really appreciated it. And so no problem working on my now though, every day unfortunately now, so. for you, unfortunately for you, like you're going to be in my, uh, <laughs> Oh, oh come on. He, he's over one. Up. You got to move on to somebody else. He's over one. That's bad. I, I, that's no, bad. What? Bad vibes. Dude, I'm like two for 200 on self tape. So it's, it's the way it goes. And, and you know what? I was like number three. I was like, I was almost right on the cusp of being the, the number three. So, well, hey, Cliffy, thanks for coming in, man. I know, I yeah, know it's, it, me, it's, it's after a long day of taping, and, uh, and I appreciate you jumping in with us and making it happen. Uh, and we will see you again soon and, and, uh, we'll keep an eye out for your stuff and make sure everybody knows when you got new things coming out, especially the super secret project that you're working on. You can text, you text yeah. me when it's, when it's time and I'll let everybody know. Hey, and I promised them beer, yeah, I, beer I, I, tacos at your house too. So yes. Yeah. Next time it'll be in person for sure. Yes. Love it. 
Okay. So, all right. All right. We, we will see Thanks, you then. Guys. Keep up the good work. All right. You that... know, I'm like your number one fan out of the out of those tens and tens of listeners. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of we get a lot of yeah, Indiana listens. Five. So you know, we you're appreciate. Right. It. <laughs> You're our most famous, for That's sure. All, <laughs> all right. Thanks. thanks, guys. Thanks, Cliffy. Take care. All right. See ya. Hit the right button. Is it a one-night stand, or do you hit it with a shovel, or take it home to mom and dad? It's like, fuck, marry or kill. It's Shag Snack Body Bag. Fuck you, Scott. It's not, a, it's not a cold open when you snarkily say, touch the right button. <laughs> I love when you touch the right button. Touch the right button. Touch it. Oh, touch it. Okay. Dude, thanks, Cliff Chamberlain. Yeah, dude. Oh, he, he's he's so he's so good. Uh, and if you want to go back and listen to a little more of the backstory of Cliff and, and, and Cliff and I, and then Cliff sort of come up as an actor, uh, listen to our, our most memorable romantic gestures pod where he's a guest and has some cool things to say. So... Yeah, always good insight, um, and uh, you can catch him in a bunch of places. Go IMDb him, and it'll you'll find a whole bunch of good stuff to watch. So, all yeah, right, he, he talked about being like the one of the like most hated persons on Homeland. So, if you're a Homeland fan, he was one of the most hated characters, according to some like Reddit threads. Or yeah, yeah, his show. character like is is a, not, and I don't think he's an actor, but like his, his character is an unlikable character, and everybody does a great job with it. Um, yeah. So okay, so we're snagging. Shagging, actually, we're shagging, snagging, and body bagging. Hey, real, real quick before we get there, there was we never get that right. I want to, I want to give a quick shout out to our, our old pod, which was the romantic one-liners, because in this movie, The Departed, you learn one brand new, and I don't know why any of us didn't draft this, but he says to her, "You don't have any cats." I like that. <laughs> and that leads to some straight going down and it wasn't i don't think it was like a really like let's fuck line it was more like and he's yeah he says i like that after that and then next thing you know they're going down i was like okay what's wrong with having cats <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys leo, leo wouldn't fuck you that's what we're saying scotch hey, you know. all right all right so uh i want to kick kick off with you zach what are you shagging from we're shagging show? first okay so what I'm shagging from this movie is by far my favorite thing about this movie, and it is the very first, I think, like 18 minutes of the movie before they even before they even really get into the movie. I just love the freaking backstory. I'm a sucker for voiceover. I just love all of the freaking the young Matt Damon, the young uh, the young Leo, and the way that the way that it all you know kind of comes together it's not really a montage but it is like is it a montage i don't know. I, I I'm, I'm gonna take a pause real quick is there voiceover in the beginning it's the voice that begins with uh with uh frank costello doing voiceover in the very beginning wait frank costello What's he talking about? What does he say? He says, uh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 he, yeah, but it's, it's, it's sort of a, I don't know if it's a true voiceover though, because he's talking in the, well, maybe it is a voiceover. I think it's a voiceover at the very beginning and it's got, uh, he's talking a about, bunch you know, of, bunch of like, uh, like 1960s, uh, kind of, uh, like, uh, like civil rights. Oh, he's uh, talking. Oh, he's saying some racist shit. Yeah. He says some crazy up shit. stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, is, yeah, I don't know if I consider that necessarily voice. Well, he, it open the scene opens with him, I think, yeah, starting I to say it, and then and there's the there's a bunch things, of like yeah. there's a bunch of like historical footage. Yeah. And there's some like uh, some other yeah. guys talking, and then it kind of goes into the whole thing. And it, you got he's the, talking about kind of the creation of Southie. And yep, like, and how and how the how the families are there, and what the you know the power structure is, and all that stuff. And then you meet the kids, and the kids kind of come up, and I just fucking love it all the way up until. Uh, 
until which I which I like the parts after this, but I love I love everything up until they uh, you know they kind of start having the dialogue part where uh, where he goes in and is kind of interviewing with uh, with Mark Wahlberg and Mark Wahlberg's giving up a bunch of shit. I think the movie kind of changes tone right around there, in my opinion. Okay, what are you shagging, bro? Uh, I guess very much related is the pacing. Like I, I, I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but I love that it, 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 it moves so quickly, and it's, the, it's these slide cuts that are just like, as a scene's ending, the person starts talking in the next scene, and then it kind of slides into that scene, and it just keeps the pacing going, just boom, 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 boom. But then they do kind of stop it and slow it down when they need to. And this is why, like I was talking about Scorsese being a, a great director, is that like the phone scene between Damon and Leo. When uh, after uh, he, he has the after he's gotten thrown off, Martin Martin Sheen, he has the phone. He picks it up. That scene is very slow, but it's like methodical because it's like you know now they're both playing the game of like fuck. He has his phone, I have his phone, and now that the game's going on between them, like who the fuck is this? Who is this? Yeah, yeah exactly. And they're trying to figure, that, and so it slows down really slow in that scene. Everything's very just. And then all of a sudden, then it starts picking back up right after that. Like so, it's, I love that when you know when a good director knows like when to have the pace moving forward, and then when to slow it down. And 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 I think Scorsese does an amazing job in this movie with that. I'm gonna shag. You kind of mentioned like the, the cell phones, like the flip phones, and like kind of the old technology. And like with, when I loved when he was texting in his jacket, like doing like by feel, the, you, and he sent the whole message. I feel, and your brother. I was just gonna. Is, he I, says he's the genius of this. Yes. I. Sh- oh my god. So when you, we, you talked about driving when and we doing were that. touring all the time. Andrew fucking loved driving. He he always insist on being the driver. Uh, that's that's in the family. Yeah. <laughs> and but this is back with the Nokia phones and all that shit. And with with the texting, when you literally have to hit the three button. If you're throwing two, a C, two, you better go three, three, one, three, one, one, three. One, yeah. Right. If you want to see, you hit, hit the button three times, whatever. And he was so good, but it fucking made me so nervous because he'd have a fucking chew spitter fucking in one hand. <laughs> a burrito. A burrito in his other hand and fucking texting with his cock or something. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. And... <laughs> But it, it, so when I saw this in the movie, I was just like, oh, my God, I thought of your brother texting in the shirt. I was like, he would totally be able to do that. And I was just thinking about how you used to be able to do that with your old the old flip phones and whatever. Yep, so, you'd fill anyway. out the buttons and be like, that's the one I need to press. And I'm going to press it yeah. twice because I need to do this letter. Yep. So I got to sh- I'm going to shag Wahlberg. We talked a little bit about this earlier, but I just find I think he he. He's in this movie and it's like it's a heavy, it's a lot, it's heavy in terms of like the kind of he's he's an overbearing character in the scenes that he's in. Um but I just for some reason I think it's so different than any character he had because we talked about it on the Boogie Nights pod. In some ways, right, you think of him as kind of at his best when he's very earnest. Like we talked about, you know, how in um what's the movie the like one of his first ones where, where he's the like crazy boyfriend. Fear. Oh, fear. And he has a period where he's kind of earnest in that and whatever. He, 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 it's like a completely opposite role, like totally not that at all. And he does it so he's kind of you kind of like it comes in so abruptly when you first meet him. I don't know. I, I would I would have taken more Wahlberg. I think. Well, it's uh, interesting because he comes in as such an asshole, and you think, well, is he just fucking with them? But he has a legit reason. He's like, no. Your dad is a piece of shit. Your uncle's a piece of shit. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a piece of shit. Why are you pretending to be a cop? Right. 
Yeah. And, and so we're going to make you an undercover cop because that's what you really are because you're not really a cop, so fuck you. And it's weird because he was kind of fucking with uh, Matt Damon when he comes in at first, and he was just fucking with him a little bit. Yeah. And then you think, oh, he's just doing the same thing with, with Leo. And he's like, no, he thinks he's a piece of shit, and he thinks he's perfect for undercover. Yeah. It's really oh, crazy. Yeah. I think he's testing him too at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. leaning into lot him real on. hard to yeah. see how he reacts to get yeah. leaned on. Yep. Right. And then he even compliments him later on once the, the conversation calms down a little bit. He's like, "You got fourteen hundred SATs, kid. You're a fucking ass." Yeah, out of state. And, he, and his tone softens, yeah. and right. And he also has some like just killer line. Like my one of my favorite like r- the rhythm of the line. And Baldwin does it too, right? But he walks into that meeting and he's like. You know, hey, how's your wife? You know, you know, good. good. She's good. good. She's tired. <laughs> she's tired from fucking me. Or, you know, she, she says, "How's your How's your mother?" He goes, "Good. She's good. tired from fucking my father." <laughs> Such a perfect delivery. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's my that's my. Or, check. He's like, "I'm the guy that knows how to do my job. You must be the other guy." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad, what are you snagging? My snag is going to be a great mole or rat movies. Like anytime you have somebody who's like undercover or like. Is is obviously plotting against the good guys or whatever. That kind of shit, when it's done right, is one of my favorite style of movies. And I think like Mission Impossible, the first one, uh, it's a great movie where you yeah. know you've got somebody on the inside and you're trying to figure out who. And it's that that whole game that it's it's like puzzles. And I think that's I, I do like puzzles and mm-hmm. like uh, that kind of whole like thought process. And so. I really get into it when it's done well because there's also some shitty versions of it. But The Departed is outstanding, especially like I said on second watch when you just can just like sit back and appreciate the way the pieces all play together. It's it's a lot of fun. So, so I'm gonna snag Alec Baldwin. Oh, and nope. uh, yeah. didn't see that coming. Yeah, uh, I you know, normally I'm not a big Alec Baldwin fan. I loved him in this. I think yeah. he just he talked shit just as good as anybody. He had some great lines and um, just super snarky. And I, I just I really loved him in this. Did who did, he beats the shit out of somebody? Uh, One of well, his coworkers. Well, well, the 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 kid who didn't set the camera oh, yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fucking. Yeah, he went off the fucking rails on that <laughs> poor fucker. He he's also like, has some great like little sides place. too. Like when he's yeah. giving the presentation to the thing, he makes like a bunch of boss jokes. Oh, one, one, of, one of his ba- one of the best ones. He's like. Our our job is to you know destroy or at least marginally, marginally interrupt. Disrupt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What he says his most recent picture, yeah. whatever one was the dead body. <laughs> <laughs> Super snarky. I just I, I love. Yeah, he did. He, yeah, that's true. That's he's he maybe is overlooked in a great cast as one of the one of that's the. That's the thing. It's so deep, and it's like, yeah. oh yeah, and we have Alec Baldwin, and he's fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. doing great. I mean, as much as I love uh, Jack Nelson in this role, I think he's great. I just, if I'm snagging something from this movie, I can't decide whether it's DiCaprio or Damon. And I love DiCaprio so much, but goddamn, I think it's Damon. I think, I think Damon wins the movie. If you can say, if that's something that we can say, wins the movie. I don't know. I think Damon is so fucking good and so cocky in the beginning. And then when he's on the fucking elevator and they're going down and he turns to Leo and he's just like, just fucking kill me, man. Just fucking kill That's me. the part where he breaks. Dude, yeah. I was just like, this is fucking amazing. And then, like, they don't even let you sit in that before fucking Leo gets capped right there. But, it's but, like, yeah. holy shit. No, and, and you notice that you get to process that and, like, the second time you watch it for yes. sure. Because now, I mean, you're expecting what's going to happen. It's like, 
Dude, he breaks, and then immediately you get the most shocking moment of the movie. And he's back five seconds later and shoots that guy in the head. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean, dude? He like, got his out. He, like, and, he got and, his out in his worst moment. It's so good. And, and the editing and everything is just so good. And you don't get the feeling like he's, it's like, you know, you could imagine that scene, somebody's sort of, it's like a put on or something to try to, it's like a scheme to try to get out of it. And he genuinely, like you said, he really, I mean, like, you really buy it that he's like, just shoot me. Like, I, I you've, you've, you've. You know, unravel. Well, he, he fronts the whole time before. Yeah. Right when he gets to that final point, that's, that's when the he only time he, he admits he, that he's yeah. the rat. That's the yeah. only time he admits for five seconds to a guy in an elevator that's going to die in like one second. Yep. So, yeah. so, so it's funny. I, I, I you know, I kind of debated the same thing, and I wanted to. I want I decided to snag Leo. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, I love and, that. And I, I mean, I, what's funny too is like you know, Damon's my dude. Like yeah. I, I, you know, and so normally I would have you know leaned into him, but. Is this his best? Is this might be in a great career. It's Leo's best role. I don't think so, but it's amazing. I mean, it's I, really he has good. to do the heavy lifting because he has to do the more emotional stuff. Because he's exactly he's fucking racked by pills. He's racked by the guilt. He's racked by all sorts of things. He's loves this chick, and he knows that it's maybe unattainable. And so he's just fucked up the entire movie. And I think he plays that emotional drama. But he's fucking Damon's chick and doesn't even know that he's fucking the rats. Like you know what yeah. I mean? The guy that he's searching for the whole time, he doesn't even know that he's fucking his chick. Right? But he knows that it's not going to be a relationship. He knows that there's no. I know that. She's but got I'm the just boyfriend. Saying, that's like, like there's so many layers to this shit. It's fucking great. like like in, in, you know when he when he first like confronts her in the office, like really loses it, and he walks out and he's like, "What if that you know what if that had been a real threat? Go think about that." <laughs> There's just something about like he just is so intense and believable. Like in this movie, I just never, never forget. It's never you never get out of the like you never lose the sort of suspension of disbelief. Right? Is that right? Yeah. I mean, when he's he's screaming and uh, he he threatens Jack Nicholson right in the middle of that bar. Yeah. And says, "I would shoot you in the fucking face." Like, I mean, when right. he does that, like the, the balls on that to yeah. to to take this guy who's the most ruthless person maybe in in the in the world, and he just he goes s- right and he sells. I mean, Leo just sells it. Yeah, and then, like he, it. then he yells in his face like, "I'm not the fucking rat." Like, yeah, just no, I I I, lo- I love the performance. I think he for me like he makes the movie in a movie full of just absolute heavy heavy hitters. It is interesting that that none of us shagged or snagged Nicholson in this. Yeah. Because that that whole scene right there too, this the the fucking tension of just and how fucking crazy he was and talking about it and and you can hear him kind of working, you know, throwing little lines out trying to try to reach and see if he he would give any tells. Um it's a very it's a great fucking performance by uh, Jack as well in in this yeah. whole movie. So. Yeah. And and we haven't even really mentioned Vera Farmiga at all, which who I think is <laughs> just so good. really good, and her accent's really good, and her uh, just kind of like her being emotional and being kind of uh, vulnerable at times in the movie is just fucking just great. I find her characters almost always charming. Like I find her very, you know, I find her very beautiful, but I think I find her characters even more attractive. Like for whatever you know she brings, she to seems them. cool for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am, am I am I wrong because I had to look up. And when I first watched this movie the first time, I forgive me for not knowing who Vera Formiga was, but I had to look up, is this not the same girl from Silicon Valley, Amanda Crew? I never watched it. She does look a lot like her, but they uh, had like they kind of have a sim- similar some similarities, similar like faces and kind of mannerisms. So I, I really had to look it up, and I was like, oh shit, no, it's a completely different person. My bad. All right, what are you body bagging, <laughs> Scott? 
I'm going to body bag that shitty fucking live version of Comfortably Numb. Oh, fan God damn. I was singing. just telling my wife about that today. <laughs> it's dog shit. Oh, my God. It's uh, so horrible. It, I, I, it For the me, sex scene, right? It took me out of the They, I think it was in a couple parts of the whole movie. Sure I don't even fucking sex. know when it was. Ben Morrison's fucking off-rhythm bullshit lyrics. Oh, like. my God. Just horrible performance by Van Morrison, who I love Van Morrison. I was Mo- just about to say I love Van who Morrison. Who doesn't fucking love Van Morrison? I fucking danced to one of his songs at my wedding with my wife. There like. you go. Goddamn, they they fucked it up, and uh, why couldn't you just pay the extra money and do the real version of Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd? Thank you. That, yeah. Dude, 100% cosign. You think that's what it was? I don't think Scorsese is the type of dude to be chintzy. Young. I don't think it was chintzy. No, I think it was, it was a, a choice. choice. It was a bad choice. Yeah. That's yeah. that's why I don't think he should have won Best Director yeah. for this it, movie, and he should have won it for Goodfellas. Fuck you. In a $90 million <laughs> movie. Yeah, he didn't cheap out on, the, on that song. <laughs> Love it. So, so what are you body bagging, Zach? <laughs> oh, if I'm body bagging anything from this movie, it's got to be... <sighs> so there's a thing... That they do where there's a guy, I guess this might be true. Maybe he has enough guys around him at all times, but I don't like the invinci- the seemingly invincibility, invincibleness of the the crime boss guy. Like he's literally at all times, he seems to be at all times just kind of cruising around. He's kind of doing his We're own talking thing. talking about Frank Costello. Yeah, I just, I feel like. You got to have charges, man. They learned that shit with Al Capone a long time ago. Do you guys really just like. I mean, everybody's trying to get him, right? Like, he's got to have a target on his back from every which way, from law enforcement to the other thing. And then it comes out that he's actually an informant to the FBI, but the FBI's not. I think that's really what happened with, like, Whitey Bulger, right? Like, he really... They, a, the, he, had a, he had an FBI informant, yeah, that was supporting dude, him. So I mean, he was, he had an FBI he was an was FBI informant. You're right, exactly. So, like, I don't know, man. That part, that part, which is actually, like, the sort of, like, true part, like, that that part loses me. Like, when he I goes cruising around with it, oh, I got to go see about some angels or whatever, and, like... Yeah, but it's, like, it also, also at the same time, like, he's putting all these other people's lives in danger, and all these people are dying, and all this stuff's happening, when supposedly, like, he's having his strings pulled, or he's in cahoots with, with another, like, part of law enforcement, or whatever it is, like... I don't know. There's I have I have problems with some of like the logistics of what's going on with the Frank Costello character. It just seems like too much. It seems like he's, you know, he's just going around shooting people and doing all this crazy shit. Nothing ever happens to him. No one ever steps to him, says anything ever at all in the entire movie. He's the fucking man. I mean, I guess he's the crime boss, right? But <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I felt it was weird. I felt it was kind of weird. I feel like you just don't you're underexposed to real mafia life. I know? definitely am. Yeah. I am thousand percent am. <laughs> Brad, what are you bagging? I'd say we just have a bet right now. We all become crime bosses and see oh. who lasts the longest. I'm fucked. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm so <laughs> soft. Crime bosses? Yeah, I'm in on that. Yeah. I think I, you'd have to just like hole up and not do shit. A comedian crime boss would suck. Except it's not a good one. Yeah, you just like Frank Costello's cruise around. Fucking Nobody snort a lot of coke off of hookers' asses. Yeah, <laughs> and tell them that you, you have them snort coke till they're frozen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That scene was fucking weird. Oh, freezing my snow. Okay, um, my body bag is and goddamn, this is a this is a legit body bag. It's a fucking Boston movie with no mentions of the fucking Celtics, the Sox, the Bruins, or the Pats. Get the fuck out of here. There's not one person in this movie that starts talking about. Oh, how about that Celts game last night? Didn't see any jerseys, any 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 like coats and nothing. Yeah. Now there is reasoning. For he wears a Yankees cap at some point. Yep. Oh yeah. Whitey Bulger, I guess, or Bulger, I guess he, he had a Red Sox hat on all the time. Fucking Jack Nicholson. This is how much fucking cock he can throw around. 
He says, I'm not going to wear any uh, uh, any uh, Red Sox gear. No, Boston I'm not going to wear any uh, fucking Celtics. Celtics gear because I'm a Yankees fan and I'm a fucking Lakers fan. Wow. So, And he had enough clout to be like, no, I'm not wearing any of that shit, and I don't want anybody in my crew to be wearing that shit. So, so Scorsese's a New York dude, too, right? Yeah. I mean, I wonder whether or not part of it's like Scorsese's like, yeah, we'll do a Boston movie with we're in hell, we're all up, hell freeze over. We'll just throw I a little fuck you at talk, Boston. Talk, Boston. Yeah, you yeah. cannot tell me that any of these guys small talk would not be talking about yeah, that's, that's fucking. Fair. This yeah. is this is the two early two thousands. I'm assuming, right? Oh yeah, the, yeah. It's supposed to be. Well, it comes out in 06. I mean, so. Tom Brady is uh, fucking winning championships. What, I mean, the Sox win the World Series in 04. 04. Right? Yes, I mean they're you know they're they're like on a, they're still like cracked out about this. That. Is fucking Boston like? epic moments for Boston yeah. sports and they don't even say shit about it the entire movie. You don't think these guys are going to die at any moment and know that they're going to die at any moment? You don't think they got to... You don't think concerns? they still care about fucking Tom Brady? <laughs> you be like, fucking Tom, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Um, <laughs> I'll just wait till my uh, alternate ending. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to body bag the entire plot device related to the stupid microchips. <laughs> like... It's it's so it, out of place. It was a weird choice. Is it, is it out of place or is it just dated now? And we're like, I don't okay. think so. It's just Dude, the it's, it, because it's MacGuffin. not. It's not. It, has, it doesn't have anything to do with the like. I don't. I mean, I don't care. Uh, I don't care that it's that it's. That's the type of technology that could put a fucking cruise missile in a uh, camel's, camel's ass. ass. Yeah, fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> that's goddamn good. Pretty good. That's, that's, that's pretty good wall work. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I, I just think like. The, it's a. It feels like it, it should be in some sort of like low budget, you know, action movie with, you know, Gerard Butler or something. Like it just doesn't. It's like you can't figure out anything else in the entire universe of like normal organized crime that these people are trying to do. I feel like Jack, they're all of a sudden international arms dealers. Jack Nicholson, I think, wanted to work that in because he's like, I got some things to say to the Chinese people. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, get me in a scene with some 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 Chinamen. <laughs> I get. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, you know, because he goes off in that scene, he's just d d just insulting them. In this country, them. <laughs> he says that like five times. Yeah, which I which fits right in because I'm like, he's a patriot. Like he's just he's you know he he's he, that's what he cares about. The, the, all of a sudden is like he's just like no no, not on my not on my soil. Like this, it just, I don't know. It just the whole that I, they could have done any. It's also it's just not traditional like mob behavior, right? Like, right. run you know, run dope, run guns, like you it, know, have a have some sort of microchips for nukes. Yeah, it's but sort it's of like normal. If they were going to do like Beverly Hills Cop Five, like that would be that's what they, what they were getting would do. at the yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> they redid Die Hard. He'd be trying to get some microchips <laughs> exactly. for nukes, like for sure. That's what that's what that's a John McClane thing to do in in number five. <laughs> All right, so good. that's a good body bag. Yeah. Next up, I believe we have another category. <laughs> Not sure what sort. it is, but there's one. Hit a button. Crackle Pluto, HBO, Bananame, I'm Crunchy Roll. Peacock, Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Doobie, Sling TV. Time is right. What the fuck is Pluto? I'm sure it'll cause a sensation. It's a streaming recommendation. We're streaming. What do you want to stream? Somebody about? else go first. I can't, I can't go first because I had one that, but I'm, right, I'm I'll go first. Blanking on it, my phone died. So when I think of, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's like I, I, I'm wondering if you guys are going to go instantly to like a Leo movie or a Matt Damon movie or whatever. When I think of an undercover cop movie, a movie that I really enjoy is Donnie Brasco. 
mm. with Johnny Depp and Anne Heche, late Anne Heche, rest in peace. Um, Undercover Al- shit. Al Pacino, super like just a lot of like stressful moments where you're like, dude, is he going to get found out? Um, really, really good. Have you guys seen Donnie Brasco? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. Uh, it, it's, it, it's a really good movie. I really enjoy it. And it's on Netflix. Similar. Like he grows up through the, it's like a long, yeah. Like, like he, has to, pr- he has to prove himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, there's a whole thing where he's like a jewel expert and you know, he kind of proves himself and gets like into the whole thing. And like, um, Michael Madsen's in it and, and just a lot of amazing actors and it has it's very similar to a Scorsese film but um, the director I actually had never even heard of and I, even, I didn't write it down I don't even know who the fuck he is <laughs> so anyway um, Donnie Brasco check it out alright I'm going with uh, TV recommendation um, because I will never ever get tired of saying that you have to watch this show which is the shield <laughs> the shield i knew it the fucking shield is it's got so many kind of similar departed moments where it's just like fucking stressful shit and you're like are they going to get fucking caught are they not who are you rooting for are they who's the good guy who's the bad guy and i just recently sat down and just i had got home and i was like you know what i'm going to watch the the final episode of the shield i just i I'm not, i don't want to go jump into the whole series again but i'm going to watch the final episode and i was just fucking shocked how fucking great it is i was like god damn i forgot how great this ending is like if you want a show where you are going to guaranteed enjoy the fuck out of the ending or at least just like be like oh my god that was an amazing ending watch the shield on hulu so to and and on that show which i'm a huge fan of an advocate for too to cliff's point earlier it's got <laughs> like just legions of characters that are in it either you know either per episode or for the entire series for like whatever would be one day of shooting and they just all knock it out of the park. I mean, there's yeah. the the batting average for like tiny roles is just out, out of control. Their, their casting is is crazy, and they do callbacks every once in a while where you get somebody who's like, "Oh my god, I remember them from like season two, and they come back a little bit later, right. and they make like a one day appearance." And it's just like, oh, it's a so it's, a, it's a great it's a great show. So. Is it possible to watch that show? And not be like, oh my god, this is fucking dated. Like this is this doesn't hold up. I I don't think I don't think there's a lot about the show to be dated. Okay, like it, I think it's a show that it has was a- at the right. It started at the right point where they could start having those conversations about police brutality, where they could start having those conversations about racial tensions and things like that. So, it's it's definitely got a lot of topically topical things that are, I would say, some mostly on the right side of like kind of how we might think about things nowadays. Zach, do you remember? Yeah, so uh, we're going to go with my favorite Scorsese movie, and that is Gangs of New York. <laughs> and Nate is giving me a look like he hates that movie, and he's you know telling what? me I, that he hates that in movie. In fairness, I've, probably, I've only seen it once, <sighs> and it it violates my number one rule of which movies. Which is no period pieces. Which is no period pieces. <laughs> <laughs> followed very, and, and all the music Followed parts. closely by, yeah, followed closely by no music. Dude, Daniel Day-Lewis is so fucking good in it. He's so good. Yeah. He, Frank, you know what, can I be honest? Yeah. He kind of creeps me out in that movie. He should creep you out. I know, I don't want to be creeped out. I don't like being creeped out. Bill the Butcher. Oh. <laughs> it should be kind of creepy. I don't like being creeped out. Okay, so I, I, hear me out. I'm going to go with Catch Me If You Can. Another Leo movie I where Leo movie. is playing role, playing people he's not, right? He's, he's, he's sort of, you know, undercover, so to speak. And for, for me, the reason I thought of it was obviously partially the Leo thing, but it was really the, like, 
combination of pacing and just fun. Like it's one of those movies that's that's you know that's got a lot of you know it's it's dramatic and there's a lot of important dramatic moments, but it doesn't lose itself to the drama at at the expense of the fun. And the soundtrack decided to jump in and be a character too because it's the whole. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like kind of keeps the whole pacing going. It's yeah. like the little like mystery music that keeps yeah. playing in the background. But that one too, like you said, it's light enough to where it's like he's the bad guy, totally. But is he? He's not like killing people. But you're rooting for him. Yeah, you're exactly. For him. And I think you know you you end up believing that he's sort of you know somebody that has issues, but also is a product of a difficult right. environment. You get enough backstory to like f- sympathize Feel for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's so anyway. That that's if you have. I mean, that's a popular movie, and most people have seen it. But if you haven't seen it, it's on Paramount Plus, um, and it's worth a rent, even if you don't have. Really spoiler Paramount. alert. They've really uncovered that that dude was absolute full of shit. It's not oh, really? like so much of what was supposed to be like based on truth. Oh, he didn't get is, to do any of that stuff. Is absolutely, absolutely full of shit. They've like pr- like they've figured it out recently. Like, that. but he did he did work for the FBI or the yeah the FBI later. Correct. You might want to look up some recent articles. I, I don't read the internet. So, <laughs> and real quick to go back to you, Scotch, your director for Donnie Brasco. Thank you. Also did Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yep. Oh, good. Four, and four weddings and a funeral. Oh, uh, okay. Two, what's his two name? faves. Yeah, but what's his name? Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike Newell. Exactly. Oh, yeah, Mike Newell. Oh, yeah. 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 He's solid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think we're. Uh, <laughs> I think we're. I think we're on to it. Do you guys want to drop a beat? I do. No jet wash for Maverick. Mexico on that goose stick. Iceberg list Titanic. Leo's drawing that nude shit. Jim fucks Nadia like we all thought he should. Ricky and Doughboy get the fuck out the hood. Luke hooks up with Leia just like he's intending. It's time for a reshelf and alternate endings. Ooh. I think I'm like four for four on like talking over like right as he's getting ready to start. That's all good. Who cares? Well, speaking of music, let's go ahead real quick. There's the the, the song ends, which is uh, Ray, Roy Buchanan. It's called Sweet Dreams. It's kind of like a little like guitar. Like the guy, I guess the guy's kind of virtuoso on the guitar. I thought, why not just hand, you know, fucking Damon just gets fucking capped. He's bleeding on the floor. And this happens a lot in this movie. What if we had in this? It actually, I think if I was 15 and watched this movie, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do this song. Nine Inch Nails, Head Like a Hole. <laughs> like, head like a hole, black like a soul. <laughs> if that comes in at the end, I would just I mean, be like, if I'm 14, I'm just like, fuck yes. It's, that's appropriately on the nose for Scorsese, right? I mean, like, that, that would, that's, that's on brand. It would not fit with his normal choices of musical drops, but if that came in, like I said, if I'm, I'm a teenager, I'm like, goddamn, Scorsese is the most brilliant person ever. I kind of can't believe that it wasn't like freaking... Just right into the freaking credits. Bring it back. Why not? Bring it back one more time. Bring the Murphys back. Why not? I never get tired of it. All right, you got a. Anyone else got a song? I got nothing. Okay, alternate endings. Who's got an alternate ending? So, just I mean, pretty simple. So, because like I was look, I was watching what happened, and it just didn't quite wrap it up in a nice enough bow for me. So after she finds out that he's the rat, so the um, and I don't know her character name, um, Vera, Fimig, whatever her name is, Doctor Farmiga. Thank you, Farmiga. <laughs> after she finds out that he's the rat, 
and then after the funeral, it's like it's kind of like they look at each other. You kind of think it is that it's understood, but at that point, she tells him because like he's she's walking by him. He, he says, "What talk. about the, what about the baby?" Right. What about the baby? That's when I want her to say, "Well, I've been fucking Leo this whole time." And yeah, baby's his. You can't even get a boner. When did right. you get me pregnant? Yeah, <laughs> and I just wanted her to tell him that the baby is Leo's, and then have her walk off. Oh. And that was pretty much it. I, I just wanted that little kind of twist, not necessarily an alternate ending, but I wanted that part to be part of it. This a Billy's baby in my belly. Yeah, <laughs> he put that baby in my belly. Oh. So that's all I got. So, so my my alternate ending isn't really an alternate ending because I love this movie. I think I think the ending's great. I think it's perfect, but I do think that the one change that we make is we make it way darker because there's some dark shit that goes on in this movie, and there's some really some like weird scenes and some weird dark stuff. But I just was waiting this time, especially when I was watching it, when she goes into the bedroom and is just kind of in the bed. She she listens to the CD and hears him uh, being shady. And then he, she goes into the bedroom, and he's standing outside the door, and he's like, fucking, didn't we talk about this? Like, open the door. Open the door. Open the door. And he starts, like, shaking the handle and shit. And he ends up leaving and not, not doing anything. But I was like, I was like, oh, dude, like, the dark dark Damon right here. He kicks in the door. Oh, he's going to kick the door in and kill her, right? Because yeah. she now knows. And he's she's gonna, another person. fire off the patio. But he's so. On I the mean, fucking roof. <laughs> especially the way he kills that guy that saved his life a, f- a second right. before. Like, he's, he's, obviously, he's anybody that. that. Yeah, exactly. He's not above killing anybody that knows that he's the guy. And I think that he's so. His whole life has been built up to be this con man that, like, even. I think he, I don't think he would be against killing the killing the girlfriend at all. Plus, she boner shamed him. So, well, <laughs> yeah. oh, you're 100 percent right. I thought that scene was so weird how they just kind of they kind of cut away from like, it. Why you didn't he see. fucking kick in that fucking yeah. door? I He's, thought like she wasn't there. Like he like didn't realize that she left and, and she, like crawl out a window or something. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really weird. It like as as great as this movie is at the fucking very end, there were some things that were like. Dude, you couldn't have done a couple of little things to tie up a couple little more I think bows. it was already really long, yeah. and they probably had some other shit that was going to happen, but it's just fucking the... Oh, I was. They're like, this, this didn't happen in the Hong Kong script. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no idea. Uh, all right, I do have one alternate ending. I can say, I'm going to take this movie, and we're going to say, let's let's say it takes place in 2003. This is 2002, the, the Patriots won their first Super Bowl. Um, when, Leo, <laughs> when, when Leo is following Matt Damon from the porn theater and, you know, Damon has the knife and, and the guy walking up isn't actually a chef. It's, it's, Tom a, Brady. it's actually Tom Brady. Oh. He was hanging out in the back alley. He's trying to buy more uh, back alley children, children's blood, you know, to keep his youthful athleticism and his looks going. So uh, he was da- buying young baby blood. Is that what yeah. you said? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So Damon realized what he's done he, and he's sobbing. Not you, Tommy. Leo comes over, and they're both just sobbing like little kids. And they connect. And then this blood dealer shows up, and he's like, what the fuck? And so they kill him. They help Tom get up. They take him to the hospital, and, and they frame the nearby Chinese restaurant. They're like, oh, these fuckers were dealing in, in kids' blood. That's why this dealer was here. And so uh, Sully and Billy, they end up being responsible for much of the Patriots' success, including Spygate, Deflategate, all the other ways that Tom Brady's cheated throughout the years. Tom goes on to win a bunch more Super Bowls, and uh, they never mentioned the kid blood to anyone. They were behind. Uh, the, they were behind the divorce. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, the most recent. The most recent. They finally, but yeah, they drove they, apart, they, they partnered up and became Tom Brady's like official go-to, oh, like that. to make sure They're that like, they can 
cheat their way through all these Super Bowl and, victories. Costello's like, the only person you can leave me for is Tom Brady. Yeah, he's yeah, like, hey, go. oh, it's the Pats fine. are getting wins? Yes, no problem. You have my blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even or, know. Or the rat at the end of uh, the rat at the end that kind of runs across the little oh. railing. That's uh, Remy's Irish cousin. He co- Irish cousin, and he goes on to start the best Irish pub in all of Boston. <laughs> For all my Pixar fans, dude. I, 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 I would Ratatouille too. If if I was gonna fucking Boston, <laughs> Ratatouille too. Fucking Boston. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting punchy at the end of this uh, episode. So, I, if I was going to body bag another thing, it would have been that stupid rat at the end. I was that like, was such a fucking it, it's obvious. Like, it's like there's is these two really fakest scene. It's so like so fake looking and yeah. weird, and the music. If there was like doesn't some cheese out there, it would have been even worse. Uh, like, but I think yeah. it was like a CGI rat. Yeah, it, it was like the background was superimposed. It was like super fake looking to me. So I can. The only way I can do my. Uh, my departed till dawn <laughs> but it helps explain something is that all of a sudden at the end right he goes into the apartment and there's mark Wahlberg, but he doesn't have a gun he opens his mouth and he's got vampire teeth he's been off like vampire hibernating for two weeks because like you know he had there was too much sun to recharge and a recharge and then all of a sudden he comes out and he just at, so the last scene he instead of shooting him he leaps onto damon and just starts tearing at his neck and then you like blood everywhere and you slowly pan up and you see the rat but then i think uh is it uh what's whatever the fucking his his boss Fucking Martin Sheen, like all of a sudden pops back in too. He was a he's, fucking he vampire was too, along. He and lived. he's alive too. Yeah, they all thought he died, it. but he's fucking back. And he's like, Damon's like dying on the ground, and they're like, "We've been asleep for two weeks. Did the socks win? Did the socks win? <laughs> Tell us." <laughs> uh, departed till dawn. Uh, all right, uh, fellas. Any other any parting words for the for any parting words for the departed? I love this movie. I, I will watch this movie again and again as long as it's on free streaming because I don't know if I'm going to buy physical media anymore. I don't know if I'm going to own any more movies, but, uh, man, I like this one. It's on HBO Max. It might be all other places. HBO Max, yeah. it is. It's, it's a great movie. There's there's no doubt. Like, you cannot watch this movie and be like, oh, that wasn't that good. Oh, we're also, I think we've forgotten to tell people how we watched it. How'd you watch it, Brad? Um, I actually had to watch it in two parts. It was because I watched, uh, (laughs) my priority was watching, uh, Weird Al Yankovic, the, the weird, the Al Yankovic story, which is That's completely based on nothing? Uh, it's completely based on awesome. It's based on no (laughs) real things? Nope. Are you saying like as far as like a real biography? They said that like none of it was based in reality at all. Spoiler Did you know alert. that going in? Did you know that going in or was it like out of the wall? Because I could see it being kind of cool if you thought it was going to be a straight biopic and then all of a sudden he's doing all this crazy stuff. That's kind of cool. But now I've spoiled it for myself. No. And all our listeners. It's, 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 <laughs> it's funny as fuck. It's, it's it? absolutely ridiculous and there's fun cameos and it's, it's just a great time. Thing, if you know anything about Weird Al Yankovic, he does something called a style parody. Which is he'll take a, a song that is he's so like he obviously he does like the like a surgeon which right. is off like a virgin. But he also does original songs, but the sound in the same type of style. Like Dare to Be Stupid is one of the most amazing songs ever, and it's not based on a real song. It's kind of based on Devo, like all right. the catalog. or CNR, which is right. based on the White Stripes, which is a or like our theme song, which right. is based on Weezer. So, so his movie is just kind of it's a style parody of of a, a biopic. biopic. 
Yeah. And so, gotcha. which is pretty brilliant. Biopic snake. Biopic. Biopics. It's a biopic. So, it's, 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 I haven't watched it yet. I can't wait to watch it. Biopic parody. Um, but yeah, I love Weird Al. And anyway. So you watched it on what device? Oh, I'm sorry. So I watched, uh, after that, I watched it on my computer. And then uh, I was watching on my laptop okay. at, at work before I had to start work. I don't know how you guys can even watch fucking movies like that. That's and then so I finished wild. it on my computer. So actually, it was a three. It was three <laughs> part view. I triple. watched The Departed on HBO Max. But did you just like big? You get in the, on the home screen, the canteen. The normal fucking just, human. He watched it on TV. On my TV. Yeah, he did it on TV. Yeah. See, I I wouldn't do that to a movie I had not seen though. Like I I wouldn't like jump into The Departed and like do it in three parts if I'd never seen it before. Like I would yeah. I would sit down and carve out the time. But the fact that I I know I'd already seen it as like, oh, i can watch this in multiple parts i did it in four parts That's... three of which were on my phone so which on the tv so next week we're doing a draft right i don't know <laughs> I don't are know. we is that how this works i think so <laughs> scott trying to get us to play a bumper play a bumper just I press know. a button any button <laughs> there's no bumper for next week's uh, <laughs> oh yeah oh, <laughs> oh it's been so long <laughs> I it's thought you been got rid of so long. I thought you like. Oh, yeah. T- I, I thought all the buttons were taken oh, by bumpers. Yeah. Oh, so- I, 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 it's like almost like I forgot about oh, it. You still have oh, the shit. jingle bells on there? No, we oh, got room for damn. that shit anymore. And uh, Scotch is on the. He's on the cusp of losing. That. I know. I'm in the last. <laughs> now that spot. he's here for real, you just say it. It's so um, funny. So next week we're we're drafting the most memorable Jack Nicholson characters, and I have a feeling it is going to be a very strange draft. Oh, dude! Just off the top of my head, I can think of like 26 roles right now. <laughs> Yeah. Jack Nicholson in all of his roles we are, as Jack Nicholson. Well, first of all, we are experts in all things Jack Nicholson, and you are going to hear that shit next week. Our out. knowledge, yeah. And then we've got uh, returning judge, the governor, the gov coming The governor, yeah. He's, he's great. Can't wait to have him back on. It's going to be a fucking good time. So... Go on to the uh, go on to the Facebooks and the Twitters and the Instagrams and fucking tell all your friends. Send them a little note and be like, "Hey, you should listen to Bev's Video Kingdom." Yeah, and they'll be like, "Stop fucking sending me this shit. I don't <laughs> yeah. listen to podcasts and I don't like movies." Do it anyway. Do it Just because we fucking went to high school together doesn't mean you can send me fucking notes. I haven't seen you in twenty five years. It's like, dude, you'll, sorry, you'll break through eventually. Just keep it up. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like, subscribe, share. Interact with us. We, we like it all. Bye-bye. Let's start.